Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Rise and shine, sleepyhead. The birds are chirping. The coffee's brewing. Best of all, it's time to attack and dominate. This is Morning Juice with Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, and Anthony Schlegel. And here we go on a Wednesday, attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. Every single weekday morning right here on The Fan. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Anthony Schlegel. Yeah. Is everybody well-rested today? Because I feel like everybody got some good sleep last night. Great to talk to you boys here on a hump day. What's happening? Oh, great to talk to you, Beam. I mean, kind of a dead TV night last night. Not a whole lot going on. You know, you almost have to decompress a little bit once college football ends. We still have the NFL playoffs. It's still going to be great with that. There's still a lot of things going on. Browns, Chiefs this week, shocked the world, upset, Ohio against the world. Everything you've got going on. But last night, I had been looking forward to like sitting in bed at like 9.15, <laughs> reading a little book. And just falling asleep. And so it was fantastic. Got a chance to do that. Not playing dominoes on my phone or some mm-hmm. sort of card game on my phone like Schlegs does and stimulating your brain with the blue light and ruining your REM patterns. But actually sitting there reading, relaxing, having a conversation with my wife before drifting off to sleep, before waking up and getting a phenomenal workout this morning. So I'm feeling really good about that. Um, you know, did not get a workout in yesterday. Was not able to overcome that in the morning and had stuff to do in the afternoon. But feel like I'm back on track. Like today, Dan Mullen was confused. Today is actually the first day of the 2021 football season for college football. Exactly. Dan not Mullen, a month ago. Yeah, Dan Mullen thought that was before the Cotton Bowl, and he was somehow mistaken. But today, hope springs eternal. I believe Ohio State is fourth in the betting odds to – uh, win a national championship. A lot of holes to fill. We'll see what guys go, what guys come back. Who knows how that'll all shake out. But an exciting time, Schlegs, here on a wonderful Wednesday. You know what? I'm going to start reading tonight. That sounds good, Bob. See, I mean, you always got to take, you always got to evaluate and think about how you can make yourself better. Maybe that's what I need to do. I just need to start reading at night because my day is so hectic. And I'll tell you what. It was nice to kind of decompress the mm-hmm. the brain from watching ball like that. I mean, we've been nonstop, all gas, no brakes for a long time since we started August 17th. Getting bumpy, the general, smashing the Big Ten, <laughs> all, that, all that jazz. But, yeah, I feel great. And, Beam, I'm super juiced about your sleep. Why, uh, why don't you tell us amazing. about that? Because it's the best. I mean, it was unbelievable. Yes. So yesterday, as you guys know, I mean, you know, we were talking about, so you just, you pushed through the show yesterday. Obviously, so much to talk about, with, you know, with the national championship game. And I was unable to take a nap yesterday after the show. So I'm like, you know what? We're just going to, I don't know, just be a slug and do whatever we can. Went outside for a, a walk, even though it was cold. So it was like jumping into a nice, you know, like Arctic bath out there yesterday. Wake up the bodies a little bit. And uh, so yesterday, I'm like, all right. 
night. You know, around four o'clock, I really started to feel it. I'm like, this is this is no good. Luckily, Manchester United was on the TV, so I was able to watch that entire game. Meredith gets home from work, and we start cooking dinner. And I literally, like, after we eat, I'm hanging out for about a half hour. I'm like, I'm not even going to pretend to try and be, like, a functional human being right now. I went to bed last night. At like 6.15, I was able to fall asleep by 6.30. I hear Meredith come into the bed at like 10 o'clock, and I'm like, all right, you know, hopefully I'm able to just stay sleep, stay asleep the entire time. And the next thing you know, I'm waking up to my alarm going off this morning at 4.30. And so I got about a nice 10 hours in last night, and it was just remarkable. I woke up, and I'm like, I feel like a whole new person, Carp. Like, it was amazing. And the fact that you said that you went to bed at 10, I'm like, I don't even, I couldn't even have gotten to 10 if you paid me. I was already in four hours deep asleep by then. Like, it was remarkable the amount of good sleep I got last night. So I'm recharged and I'm ready to go. It was crazy good. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I, uh, I took a little nap, about an hour and a half nap. I had to get to 10 because I had three radio hits to do at nine. Like nine fifteen and nine forty five, so had to relive the best part. Mo- and my wife comes through. She's like, "You, you done talking about it yet?" Because I did a shark. I don't know if he's told you last the, yesterday. He's like, "Hey, I've got some sound from you from after the game mm-hmm. with ESPN." And Freddie and Fitz. I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "When did you do that?" I'm like, "Yeah, about twelve thirty. So it's like I had to stay up and relive it. And you know, talking about it again, it's like going through the receiving line at a funeral being multiple exactly. times. Like mm-hmm. nobody really wants to do that. Like, you want to go, you pay respects, you, yeah. you hug the family members. No one loops back through like it's mm-hmm. an all you can eat buffet no. to go around for seconds. And so that's what we get to do is talk about it again. It's a little bit cathartic. It can be depressing at times. We'll talk about it again so- today, but you know, I had to take like an hour and a half nap yesterday before I got some stuff done in the, uh, in the afternoon. But it was, uh, it was a pretty solid day, uh, to say the least. This day in history, January 1st, or January 13th, uh, 2000, 2021. Nice little day in history for you. Uh, I wrote something, I, I, it's cause it's a week after our guy, AJ Hawk's birthday. And mm-hmm. so there's another teammate of our Schlegs who was born on this day who may or may not have played with him in Little League. Uh, but 1910, first public radio broadcast. Oh, beam. wow. Yeah, 111 years ago, today, anniversary of, of the professional we're working in. What did they broadcast? An opera, the Cavalleria, b- broadcast Ooh. out of the Met Opera House in New York City, of course. I mean, what else are you putting on there? little opera, that's what they did back in the Andy day. A little Andy Dufresne action over <laughs> the uh, loudspeakers in Shawshank. Basically, and then that'll get you the hole for a while. Uh, also, another great performance today, Schlegs. I know you'll be juiced. Gosh, I dug into this. It looked kind of slow. Found some other great things. 1968, your guy, Mr. Johnny Cash, yes. performing live in Folsom Prison. Mm. I believe that was the number one selling live record uh, for a long time. So live in Folsom Prison uh, was today. Heck, my goodness, I can't even do the math on how many years ago that was. 41, 43 years ago uh, today, turning 60 years old. Uh, Beam, I know you're a Seinfeld guy. Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, sure. turning 60 today. Um, Mr. McDreamy himself, Patrick Dempsey, turning 55. <laughs> Our guy, Nick Mangold, I wrote it down there just in go. case. It's in my calendar uh, just as some of my friends' birthdays pop up, but it also was in Wikipedia, so you know he's a big deal. Turning 37 years young, uh, Mr. Nicholas Mangold, 2002 national champion, 11-year NFL vet with the uh, New York Jets. Uh, Liam Helmsworth, brother of Thor, also known seen in the Hunger Games, turning 31 years old today. 
uh, and young hockey star and Edmonton uh, player, maybe soon to be great, Connor McDavid turning 24. And then Schlegs, the last little nugget for you that I have. On this day, 1929, America lost a legend in Los Angeles, California, maybe the toughest guy of the Old West, the star of the OK Corral, Mr. Wyatt Earp passed away. Oh, man. Poof. You poof, David Copperfield. You really dug deep on all these, Bob. Seriously. That Happy birthday, a... Nick. That's big time ball. I mean, I mean we had the, Folsom uh... Prison. We have, yeah, uh, oh, man. What a Folsom day. Folsom Prison, Wyatt Earp. You got all kinds of things. Nick Mangold being born. I mean, first public radio broadcast. What are we talking about? Let's pour the juice into the show. We're really, I mean, just going from all corners of the world right there. I mean, that was a heck of a east to west that we just ran there, Bob. Great job on that gambit. Happy birthday to Nick Mangle, the grill master himself, lighting things on fire and grilling up some delicious uh, smoked and cured meats. I tell you uh, what, it's amazing. Birthday. It's amazing how these offensive linemen just get into, you know, cooking. Yep. They should have a cooking show of old linemen because I, I see Rob Sims all the time up there in Cleveland, like, grilling out stuff and making food and Nick is all about the grilling and what should I put on this and he makes it and then he eats it. It's awesome. You know why they love cooking strikes because they love eating. Yes. And so it's like someone who loves music. Like you eventually learn to play the piano or play an instrument because you love music so much. Like, well, I just try to like learn some of this myself. And so that's what these guys get into. And you see Rob and Nick, you know, with their smokers out, just mm-hmm. basting meats and lots of juice. Mm, oh, it's so delicious and flavorful. And so that way you get a little more enjoyment because you do it yourself. You get to try new things, experience new recipes, you know, and then you get to get out there and, you know, Nick popping on television doing a little bit of it. So it's absolutely fantastic. But why not mix like you did? You love working out. You love training. You're going to mix work and pleasure. You know, there's yep. some people that do that and they can, they can only get paid in cash, but you're able to take, you know, <laughs> checks and credit cards. You know, Nick one day, hopefully able to continue to monetize this illegally above the law. And you can actually be able to file a tax return and put your profession on it. I mean, I, we were watching Chopped one day, and Nick Mangled popped up on the screen as a judge. I'm like, you're Oof. living out a fantasy of mine, Nick. It's really amazing what you're <laughs> able to do. I mean, being a judge on Chopped, I mean, what are we even talking about here? Meredith and I watch that all the time. It was uh, very, very cool. So a very happy birthday to him. And unfortunately, Wyatt Earp passed away in this day, as we know, one of Schlegs' heroes. Boys, we got the NHL to come back tonight, all right? Now, we know the Jackets are in action tomorrow night in Nashville, which is great. You get to start the, uh, start the season off, hopefully, with a... Uh, with a bang tomorrow night. But listen to this. The NHL, well, as we know, I mean, the Dallas Stars have postponed three games already in the jump for the start of the 2021 season because they have 17 players who are dealing uh, with COVID protocols right now, which seems like a lot. I mean, let's be honest here. 868 games in 116 straight days. Carp, we have 116 straight nights of NHL action starting tonight. As we know, like I said, the Jackets in action tomorrow. But now we get something else. The Blue or the the Buckeyes are done. We know that their season ended Monday night, and now we just turn our eyes to the Blue Jackets as they begin this season. A lot of expectations. Heard Yarmo talking yesterday. They believe they have a great foundation with this team. I'm excited to watch, man, because I think this team could really give some teams fits. Oh yeah, I mean, this is great. It's like the think we're gonna have that many like consecutive hockey games. And, you know, the Blue Jackets will be strewn throughout. I'm I'm excited to kind of dive back in. 
uh, to Jackets Time. My wife asked me this. I've been meaning to ask Cam. Do you know, Beam, if there will be any fans in Nationwide Arena or plans or potential to even have that at some point this year? Right. So I was actually just reading an article the other day where the Blue Jackets are expecting at some point this season where there are going to be uh, fans at Nationwide Arena. This came from Chris Johnson, who's a reporter on the NHL. Three NHL teams will start the season with limited fans in the building, Arizona, Florida, and Dallas. Columbus and Pittsburgh hope to join them soon, uh, according to Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly. So at some point, Carp, hopefully the great citizens of this great city in Columbus, Ohio, will be able to watch their hockey team. Live. Got to see it live. Got to see it oh live. My Carry the flag. Join the battle. March with Fire us. the cannon. That's what uh-huh. they want. <laughs> <laughs> that is the newest one. Yeah, exactly. That needs to be the next that, one. Fire the cannon. Yes. Already working on it there, Bob. Let me tell you something. That's. I've been watching some um, highlights of the way they fire the cannon, and mm. there definitely needs to be, when fans get in there, some more juice. Like, the cannon is cool, but the demonstration of the cannon, like, I've been watching people fire cannons, mm. you know, on the old like YouTube doing machine. doing your homework here. Yeah, and, and you got to be juiced and, like, you know, people falling down and stuff, you know? I mean, it's got to be dramatic because, guess what? When you score, that's a big-time deal. So, like, what are you watching, like, World War like Civil War reenactments and like old naval battles on the History Channel. Like, where are you watching people fire the cannon at? I don't know. YouTube, it pops up. That's good. Stuff. Related, and Slags is related searches. All his <laughs> devices have been recording him, and all of a sudden now, fire the cannon, something you may be interested in. I've never searched for this in my life. Don't worry about it. We've incepted ourselves into your brain and know what you want. You might be on a CIA list by now with all the cannon searches that you're having. So uh, just crazy, crazy stuff that's happening. But, yes, uh, fans are expected to be a nationwide at some point this year, which is amazing. So the Jackets get their season started, and the NHL season starts tonight. Again, 116 straight nights of hockey. So I'll just say this. If you're a hockey fan, well, welcome to the buffet table because you're just about to have a dead sprint until the beginning of May when the NHL playoffs are starting. A little housekeeping note from yesterday. We know that Trey Sermon suffered the upper body injury on Monday night. Good news is that Trey Sermon is doing well, and he did travel back with the team on Tuesday following the loss. A team spokesperson said this past morning. Uh, His injury is not serious is what they said, but good news for Trey sermon schlegs that he was able to come back to columbus it's not serious he had to be rushed to the hospital we know uh be interesting to find out what actually happened with him but good news for that young man that it's uh deemed to be not quite the serious injury yeah it's uh you know they probably had to go back in you know x-ray it i don't know if they had something at the stadium i'm sure they did because it's the nfl locker room and they're going to be able to x-ray it there it's probably broken they you know take him to the hospital figure it all out he came back uh, that's the part I've been reliving is all the different things. Like we talked about the perfect game for the Buckeyes and what needed to transpire. Tommy Togiai, Tyreek Smith, critical on that defensive line to stopping the run. Having those guys out really affected the the pressure up the middle on uh, Mac Jones and being able to get pressure on the edge. But man, m- missing Trey Sermon on the first play of the game really impacted our offense. And if you go back and you just, like Bob said, relive that game. I relived it all day because people were calling me all day. I wasn't doing radio radio hits like my, like the general there, but I was talking to people because I'm talking to coaches all the time. Tell me about the game. Well, here's the game. You know, and you can just lay it out for me. Like, yeah, it's so right. But his ability 
to rush the football, extend plays, kind of like what you saw Najee Harris. That's what he's shown the last two games, but also his use out of the backfield and that running game, being able to set up the play action pass and the deep ball of which we use so much and so effectively versus Clemson. That was critical, you know, so I'm just happy that he, that he's, that he's good. I'm happy that's nothing serious. But man, the, the what if, I mean, it would have been a what if with a perfect game. But it, it would have made it a lot closer. Just you, you hurt for that young man. The fact that what he, what he went through in the off season, transferring in, no no camp, battling through the season, mm-hmm. five hundred twenty four yards in two games, first play of the game, like Bob his senior year at Michigan. Because I know how that feels, and I know what it feels like to to be a teammate of your brother that that happens to. And to not be able to play on that stage, it hurts. It hurts, Bob. No, it's, and it was. And you could see it in his face. And obviously, it, the thing is, it can impact the rest of your teammates. And for a guy who was on fire like that, your offensive line, you feel good. Like, if I can just get this guy a crease, we know that he's slippery enough to get through there and can do damage at the second level. And so, psychologically, it impacts you know your entire team. I State coming in that game, they were confident, but they knew they had to play well, and they knew they needed a full complement of players, at least of who they were bringing to the party. You couldn't be losing guys once you got there, and so you know that's a gut punch early on because the last you know two games you've been able to lean on him so heavily, and without with him disappearing, poof, like okay, and not that you don't have faith in Master Teague, but just watching him do that the last couple weeks. It just it takes a psychological toll on your mind. And so you're trying to find answers then, and you know that one of the answers on the test that you've been able to always lean on had disappeared. And so that's it's tough. It's tough for him. It's tough for the team. I'll probably go back and rewatch this game at some point. It's, it's going to take some time. You know, like Shrek said, you talk to everybody about it, and each time you're reliving it a little more. And you come to terms with it a little more. You get frustrated with it a little more. But you're happy Trey's doing well and he's able to make it back to Columbus. Yeah, like you guys said, I mean, I'm uh, really not looking forward to my call to my grandma today to have to break down X's and O's. 86 years old, biggest Buckeye fan in the entire world. And she is just, I mean, sharp as a tack when it comes to this. So we're going to go through a little film breakdown later on uh, with, with my grandma after the show. And it's something I'm not looking forward uh, to having to relive. The Holt Man, he spoke to the media yesterday and had his coach's show on Monday. What's he saying about his team taking on Northwestern tonight? You're going to hear from the coach coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by Fresh Time Markets. You will find I-670 eastbound closed at State Route 315 due to an accident. On the east side, on I-70 eastbound at Livingston Avenue, an accident there blocks three lanes. Traffic is backed up because you're getting by in just the center lane. Also on the east outer belt northbound at Easton Way, your left lane is blocked by a crash. Several other problems in the area as well, so be sure and give yourself extra time. Get ready for a real healthy, real affordable, and much better year at Fresh Time Market. This week, save on select organic items like organic blueberries, raspberries, or blackberries, just two for $3, now through January 19th. Get ready for better at Fresh Time, real healthy foods, real affordable prices. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, The Fan Traffic. Wake up and smell the smelling salts. This is Morning Juice with Beamer, Carpenter, and Schlags. Morning Juice right here on The Fan, attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. here on this very well-orchestrated hump day edition of the program. 
We here on Morning Juice are brought to you by our good friends over at Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. We know the Buckeye football season is done. The Buckeye hoop season is only ramping up. Tonight at home against Northwestern. Tough, tough loss. You suffered against these guys a few weeks ago. I believe you were up seven points with five minutes left to go. You had a shot to win it at the end. Got a couple of good opportunities. Dwayne on the drive missed that. EJ with a little kickback uh, that he was unable to put into the rim and you suffered a one-point loss up there against Northwestern. The Holt man having his radio show on Monday with Paul and Ron saying that you cannot take a day off. Doesn't matter who you play in this Big Ten conference. We have to be maniacal about our guys making progress from one day to the next i really think in a league that is so much of us have talked about it's his it's historically good uh, we all know that it's beyond the best league in the country and deepest it's historically good i think we've got to be maniacally uh, committed to, to to just growing and getting better uh through uh throughout the league season and i thought we took step forward in practice and it showed itself in in a Saturday's game. And uh, we also, you know, the, the, the common factor of, you know, when you make shots, uh, we were able to make some threes, which made, which made a difference. I mean, this is something that I thought that you would absolutely love, Schlegs. We have to be maniacally. I know. We have to be just a total maniacs of us coaching our guys to making them better. With As we know, this conference is so loaded from top to bottom. It's a night-in, night-out battle in every single game, and that's something I thought you would really enjoy. The Holt man right there talking about having to be maniacal about getting his dudes better and ready to go. I mean, especially in this season when the camp was limited, the development has has not been able to be there. And so you're trying to do that. It's a fine line you're trying to walk. You're trying to do that during the season, during conference play. So it's when do I smash these dudes and run them into the ground because it's exactly what we need? And how do I keep them fresh so when they go play, they're not just dragging out there on the court? That's difficult to do. But it's also the art of coaching, having a pulse on the team and it's also to the players to make sure they get their recovery so they understand that they they have to do this during practice. Well, we saw earlier in the season, I mean, the rebounds, the shooting, you have to shoot. You have to work on boxing out. You have to work on passing. You can't turn the ball over. All of those things you have to get done within the season and grow because you gotta, you got to finish it better than you started, Bob. Yeah, and you know, Schlegs, what's better than – Beyond the best team in the league, historically good. Mm-hmm. And I mean, who knows how the tournament's going to shake out this year? But I mean, heck, I mean, what in the in the net rankings beam, there was like nine or ten teams in the top thirty. I mean, it's it's really really talented. A lot of teams are better this year than I think people anticipated them being at this point in time. And so you know what, it, you're not you don't have your full complement of non conference games. You know, to get warmed up and to kind of ease into this thing, like slipping into a warm bath, you just got to jump into the pool. With both feet and kind of figure out who you are and what you're about. And, <laughs> you know, like when you that. lose some guys, it's tough. Of course. You know, it's, it's tough for Holtman, you know, and not everybody was available, you know, all offseason. So you're trying to develop an identity. You know, Ryan Day dealt with it in football, like develop an identity and find out what you're good at and who plays well together and how you really should play with a limited time. And so you're working through these things in real time, in real games, which actually count. And so the thing is for this team, looking at them like, to me, it's it's get to the tournament. You know, can you have it? Can this be a, a Sweet Sixteen team when you mm-hmm. look at? It? And so I try to view everything through that lens when I'm watching them. They there's times they look really good. 
And you're like, yeah, this is definitely a second weekend team. Other right. times, like, yeah, we're shooting 20% from behind the arc. We'll be lucky to win a game in the Big Ten tournament. So it, it's got to find some level of consistency here. You know, you'd like every game to be Sunday versus Rutgers where you're just mm-hmm. hammering people, but that's not the reality. And so they've got to try to figure out this balance here of how they can still win even when they're not shooting well. Six teams right now currently in the top 25 from the Big Ten. You just had Rutgers drop out of the rankings. You had Michigan State drop out of the rankings. So other teams receiving votes. All right, right there are two of them, Michigan State and Rutgers. So that's eight receiving votes already. You had Northwestern receive votes, and you had Indiana receive votes for a top 25. We're talking about 10 of the 14 teams in the Big Ten who are right now currently top 35 in the country. Like, that is just remarkable what the Big Ten is. As we're talking about, you know, the Buckeye basketball team getting another shot at Northwestern. Tough one-point loss to them just a few weeks ago. I believe they played that game right after Christmas. And the Holt man talking about getting another shot at the Wildcats tonight. You know, they're a good team. Obviously, they they won their first three Big Ten games in, in like, I think every team this year, you know, they've um, every team's going to go through winning streaks and losing streaks. That's just the reality of this league. I don't think you're going to see it any team be exempt from that. Um, and they've they've lost a couple here, but they've had an entire week to prepare for us. They're bona fide NCAA tournament team. I think they um, they they beat us at their place. Uh, we had a chance there uh, at the final buzzer to to beat them. Uh, but that did not did not get it done. Give them credit. Miller Cop was the guy who just slayed us the last time that we played against him. He's averaging 14 points, but a little deep dive on the Wildcats. Three straight losses, 87-82 after the Buckeye game at Iowa. They have lost to Michigan, which, by the way, right now are just dominating. Three straight 19-point-plus victories uh, for Michigan. They find themselves in the top 10, and then they lost at home uh, against Illinois, where they've gotten just blown out of the water in that one. So, key for the Buckeyes tonight, Carp, what do you need to do? Go out and do your job. This is obviously a team that is susceptible. They are not as hot as shooting as when you caught him the last time. Go out, do your job. I know Jimmy Sotos is going to be questionable for tonight's game. It looks like he's dealing with a shoulder injury. CJ is unfortunately out. Other guys who are going to have to step up, it's got to be Dwayne. He's got to step up. Michi Johnson getting his debut this past weekend against Rutgers. Sorry, young man. you got to come in and you got to play. You made the decision you need to be here, so we're going to need some big-time minutes. But that's kind of the scouting report for Northwestern Carp. you just got to limit their shooting. you got to you know be nasty and just tenacious on the uh, on the glass and get up there. Yeah, and you know how you do that, Schlegs? What, what do you do to get on the glass? Boxing out the gym. There you go. I mean, I think Schlegs... Toughness! Is there a rebounding coach position uh, beam <laughs> on Holman's staff? I would be maniacal! That's I right. would be fanatical! Boxing out the gym! Toughness! I mean, you may you have revolutionize to wear pads the game of basketball like Billy Bean, uh, you know, revolutionized the game of baseball right there. I mean, if we can get some deep dive analytics legs on really if there's a rebounding coach and if that's all you focus on, oh I mean, that, you might be the best at your job in the entire country there. Well, I mean, there's a get back coach in football, so I don't know why you couldn't have a rebounding coach in basketball. You get him a little chain, they can mm. come over after a big <laughs> rebound, do some sort of celebration yes. on the bench. Yes. You know, the virtual hype man. Like, that's what basketball, college basketball, is really missing. The crazy maniacal strength coach is the hype man. What can his job be? Because there's no get back coach because everyone's sitting down. You can be the rebound man. Box him out the gym. I mean, it'll be phenomenal. They can have like a shoebox legs and they take that thing and like slam it and you set it on fire or something in some little box. It'll be, it'll be awesome. I can, 
we gotta we gotta start whiteboarding this to think mm-hmm. of the potential ideas. I tell you what, I mean, <laughs> coaching, we gotta call Chris this coaching third. Terrence Dial, listen if you're if you're listening, <laughs> Terrence, Terrence rebound coach. I mean, I'm only six one. Never played basketball, but I was a wrestler. I don't know if that helps, but I tell you what, I can watch film and dissect how to box people out and toughness. I'm good at that. I know that for sure. Let's make that happen. But you're, you know what though? That's the one thing that can always keep you in games. Cause people, people that can shoot are going to shoot. You got to be able to, well, we always talk about pace, space and angles, right? Yep. And so how do you close people out or playing defense? Ball you man. Awesome. Well, when a guy go over there and he passes, speed of power, getting a hand in his face. Speed of can, power. Yeah, what's it? You know what? You're like near shoulder slice. You know what? It's, com- it's comical because we talk about speed of power in the game of football. And speed of power in the game of football is basically a, a, a great, um, you know, example of that would be a running back on a pass pro, right? He's going to the edge of the line. Speed of power. Boom. I got to be able to get set, being a reverse arc, deliver a blow without like lunging and dipping. Yeah. Without Do you hear lunging. the terms we're using here? Yeah. But yeah, why can't I'm, we use I'm these in basketball? <laughs> I mean, extens- it would be amazing. Triple, triple extension. Slide. Well, why the heck are we doing all these cleans and triple extension movements if we can't b- knock somebody out of the gym? Like we're, Where'd my guy go? I was boxing out. Oh, he's in the third row. Why? Because I triple extended his face off. Good rebound, Zed. Get on the yes. block. <laughs> you know, that's how you limit possessions. They only get one shot because then they're thinking about, man, we really got to take the open shot or the best shot because if we miss, they're getting every single rebound. Oh, swing that to the offensive board. Hey, guys, listen, they're going to get five shots in this one possession because they are maniacal. They are fanatical. They are tough. Boom, and then they come over to the sideline on a break, and everybody's like clapping hands, and they sit down on the bench, you know, on the little chairs. No, they're going to be like doing some kind of crazy dunk, you know, or <laughs> blowing up a basketball. Like line a fuse in a basketball. Oh, with some, like, explosive Maybe stuff put that they, into the and cannon they, and, and they fire that across the arena. And they the throw arena. it up in the air, and it explodes, especially in, a, in arenas where there's no fans right now. You could definitely do that. <laughs> I don't oh, even know what we're talking about. I don't know either, man. It's going to be awesome. The rumors are swirling about one college head coach making the jump to the NFL. Details on that coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. I-670 eastbound at State Route 315. That is closed because of an accident. On the south outer belt, you'll find eastbound at US-62. An accident is blocking the left lane and has traffic pretty jammed up. Also on the east side, I-70 eastbound at Livingston Avenue. An accident blocks three lanes. You're getting by in just the center lane. So much for some pretty big delays in that area as well. There are a number of other accidents also, so you will need some extra time. Get ready for a real healthy, real affordable, and much better year at Fresh Time Market. This week, save on select organic items like organic blueberries, raspberries, or blackberries, just two for $3, now through January 19th. Get ready for better at Fresh Time, real healthy foods, real affordable prices. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, The Fan Traffic. Protein shakes and energy drinks. The Breakfast of Champions. This is Morning Juice with Beamer, Carpenter, and Schlags. Morning Juice! Right here on the Fan Doppler 10 forecast for this Wednesday. A high of 43 degrees, 10% chance of precipitation, and some sun in the afternoon. Which is amazing. Can't even believe that. Get some vitamin D in your life, Schlegs. It'll be uh, really nice. 
Who doesn't nice like vitamin D? I know. Everybody really does. So, as we know, there are seven current NFL head coaching openings that uh, are open in, in the NFL for this offseason. The most recent one coming of opening was the Philadelphia Eagles with the surprise firing of Doug Peterson over the weekend. And there are a few big-time names now being linked to the Philadelphia Eagles. This is the one I saw yesterday. Uh, and then also coming down late last night was something pretty interesting. I'll get you guys' take on that in in just a second. So I said on Monday, the Eagles fired Doug Peterson. Also, the Mondays, the Eagles contacted his potential replace- replacement. Jeff Mosher of InsideTheBirds.com reports that the Eagles have already reached out to Oklahoma head coach Lincoln Riley to gauge his interest. Riley, as we know, became the coach of the Sooners in 2017. His quarterback pupils have included Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and Jalen Hurts. So interesting there, Carp. And I feel like this is always the guy, like this has been the guy since he's come onto the scene, right? Like Lincoln Riley is always Lincoln to an NFL job in the offseason. It just comes down to if he wants to take it or not. Does he want to take over an NFL organization? You heard of the rumors with the Cowboys last season. Now it's with the Eagles. But uh, this man being linked to a lot of NFL jobs, like I would imagine like almost where you know there's smoke, there's going to be fire at some point for Lincoln Riley. So a little update on that. And then I saw this from Jason Lock and Fora. University of Cincinnati's head coach Luke Fickle is also a hot name in NFL circles right now with the Eagles seen by many rival execs as a good fit. Doesn't seem that the Eagles may not be interested, but the fact that fixed names are being thrown around in NFL circles, you got Lincoln Riley out here, and you got apparently the Jags waiting on Urban's response. Like, there's a lot happening over the last couple of days, Carp. Yeah, there is. And it's, uh, <coughs> excuse me, it's interesting. I, I don't, I don't know Lincoln Riley's intentions. I, I, I believe that he's pretty happy at OU. Um, you're getting paid a lot. You win the Big 12 every year. It's just a chance. Can you punch through, get to the college football playoff, and will you ever have enough talent to beat, you know, the Georgias, beat, you know, the Clemsons, beat the Alabamas? And so if you feel like you can do that, you're making really good money and you want to stay there. Now, I understand the competitive aspect of it. You're going and competing at the highest level and seeing if you can do that. And so that's, a, that's appealing and that's something that college football may never be able to give him. But I look at guys, I mean, there's about right now, Five or six jobs, I think, that are really, really good in college football. And if you can get them and you can win, like you're fine. Like mm-hmm. you stay there because going to the NFL, I mean, unless you're Bill Belichick or Pete Carroll, man, you're getting fired. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl yeah. three years ago. And you know what? They made the playoffs last year and the year before that. They had one bad year where he lost his mind and went full Tommy Boy in probably a meeting and lost his vision on what how what he thought Callahan Auto should be and they had to fire him. You know, I mean that's that's the reality of it. But he won a Super Bowl three years ago and they've been making the playoffs. It's not like they've been bad for three years. So that's the NFL, man. It's crazy. So I I always tell guys that when they start, you know, entertaining the idea of play or going to coach in the NFL, and I talk to him. I'm like, listen, if you can get to a really good college, man, you can make really good money. You can be able to impact young men. You can have better players than most of the people you play against. Now you have to recruit them. And so one of Schlegs' favorite things to do is to chase down young dudes. Mm-hmm. I mean, young dude he loves chaser. chasing young dudes, mm-hmm. especially in the locker room. That's where he does his best work. And so you've got you to pee in that cup, Bob. Yeah, you get in the, the pee in the cup. Yeah, I mean, because you know why you care, Schlags, and you don't even wear gloves because you want to be able to feel the density of the urine to be able. You, you know what, Beam Schlags? 
after a while, they have a little test strip. Schlage said, we're saving money. We're forget, forgetting the test strips. I'm just going <laughs> to drop it on my tongue because I'll be able to tell you how how hydrated they are. What's by the salinity tasting, in there? Yes, oh by tasting each drop of That's urine. So hey, you're good. You're not. Drink some more water. Come back again. It's your responsibility to be hydrated. And it's my responsibility. Hydrate, bend your knees, and sleep. Yeah. my responsibility to test it. To test it. R. Kelly style. Right here. Let's go. I'll test you know, your we, urine. When you think about Lincoln Riley, like, who wouldn't want Lincoln Riley? He has a great offensive mind. Oh, side nugget. They sure, I'm sure they know this, but he developed Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and Jalen Hurts. Oh, those are three really good wow. young quarterbacks. Heisman Trophy winners. Awesome. To me... The factor here, Bob, is, and, and, and you're talking about the league versus college, and those premier jobs. Not premier, but pre- premier. Okay, <laughs> Thank you for clarification. Thank you're you. welcome. You're welcome. It's the fact that he's making $9 million right now in Norman, Oklahoma. So you mean to tell me that you want me to come? Now, Bill Belichick is the highest paid coach, and rightly so, in the National Football League at $12 million. You mean to tell me that you want me to come to Philly where they hate you every single day? If you do, if, if you punt, if you pass, if you run, they question everything that you do. They've only won one Super Bowl in their entire existence and they just fired that dude after th- three years of winning it. You want, you want me to come their up there? Only Super Bowl ever. The only one. And you want me to come up there for maybe nine and a half? And Matt Rule made eight five when he made the jump. But he had, he didn't have the success that Lincoln he was Riley Bay- had. He was at Baylor. That's what I'm saying. I know he hasn't had the success that Lincoln. How many how many Big Twelve championships have they won in a row? It's like four, six, four. No, it's, it's more than that. I thought. I don't know. You're the one with I, the numbers flying around. I don't know. I know. I'm just slinging numbers out here, like McDonald's slinging nuggets. Anyways, that being said, that's that's what you have to weigh. The opportunity cost. All right, I got this opportunity, but what is it going to cost me in the quality of life and just being berated on their sport? Now, again, they're not listening to Sports Talk Radio. They're not listening to us up there in Philly, but people are just going to nitpick every single thing that you do. The difference in the NFL and in college football is, one, you don't have to recruit, and, two, you are going to lose. It's just it's going to happen, whereas in, in college football, you really can't lose. There really is no area for a slip-up here or there. We saw that with Oklahoma early in the season. They had two quick losses. They were a significantly better team at the end of the year than they were at the beginning of the year. In the NFL, that's fine. Why? Because it's a marathon. It's 16 games. Now they're moving it up to 17. Great. Even longer. There's going to be losses. However, I don't know if they can financially sway him to come up there when he's already making so much. This is why... Jim Harbaugh was waiting. Hey, they're going to give me $4 million. They're going to shave off half of my salary. Not only that, though, my incentives won't even make up to where I am this year. And the opportunity for me to get there, i got to win the East, the Big Ten, the, go to the college football playoff, and win a natty. And I'm still not making what I was making last year. So, yeah, I want an NFL job because they play handsomely. Go ahead, Jim. So, here's what you need to know about Oklahoma. Lincoln Riley's won four straight. Oklahoma's won six straight. So that's what it was. You guys are both right Mm because Bob Stoops won two. But since 2000, in the last 20 years, they've won 14 of 20 Big Big 12 championships. (sighs) 
That's what I'm saying. Like, that's a job where, hey, man. It's pretty I mean, good. You're, you're winning almost three-fourths of the titles in the last 20 years. Like, dude, you can stumble out of bed drunk beam and probably find a way to get one every three years. I mean, that's like you as the What are we going to call here? Oh, RPO. All right, go. you guys go run that. All right, yeah, exactly. all right, cool. Hey, I'm just going to hire a D coordinator. Grinch, get, get these guys right. Okay, let's go. Go yeah. Boomer Sooner. That sounds good. I'm going to go have another Jägermeister in the coach's box. All right, we're going to head to the national landscape and throw some quick hitters coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by ExpressPros.com. I-670 eastbound is closed at State Route 315 due to a crash. On the south outer belt eastbound at US-62, an accident blocks your left lane. On the east side, I-70 eastbound at Livingston Avenue, three lanes are blocked. You're heading by in just the center lane. Also, on the east outer belt northbound at Easton Way, an accident blocks the left lane. Looking for an easier way to find your next call center or accounting job? It's time to get to know Express Employment Professionals. Visit ExpressPros.com to find one of more than 830 locations to support any job search. And there is never a fee. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Attack and dominate your alarm clock. This is Morning Juice with Beamer, Carpenter, and Schlags. Morning Juice! Right here on the fan, caffeinating and dominating through this Wednesday edition of the program. What do we do every single day at this time? We throw some quick hitters. Morning Juice presents Quick Hitters. Sponsored by Mobile Center, part of the 5GT mobile network. Speaking of also living out my dream carp, Aaron Rodgers is going to get to do something really cool. He is going to be able to have a guest host appearance on the most famous quiz show in the world in Jeopardy. Now that is pretty damn awesome. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool. You know, with the passing of Alex Trebek and you know all the the ones they've shot, running out of time. The fact that they're going to get Aaron Rodgers. Hopefully, <clears throat> he makes sure make sure he has a nice mustache. I know Trebek had shaved his at the end. You know, I say the end. You know, the last ten years probably. But Aaron's got a nice thick beard. If he could make sure that he has a nice solid stash when he goes up there, mm. I think that would look really great. You know, <laughs> I was just thinking about this. You know, uh, the question could be, you know, at what insurance agency can you get the Rogers rate? And, you know, somebody would be like, I don't know, Geico, like, no, that is wrong. It is State Farm. Rogers rate. Come on, Judy. Get it right or get it together. Like, he's so. Uh, it would be, it would be fun to watch. I would watch that. I would watch Jeopardy. And I obviously like Alex Trebek, but I, I would watch Jeopardy. And watch Aaron Rodgers just pick on people because he does know everything and he reads lots of books. Side nugget. Joe Burrow says his knee is starting to feel normal now. Obviously, he's a little bit away from you know getting back and doing football activity schlegs. But hey, man, he got to start somewhere, and he's starting to say that it feels a little bit normal even just walking. So that's a good sign for the Bengals' star quarterback. Well, yeah, because his knee was jacked up. I mean. That sucks. Now it's starting to feel a little bit better. I love the fact that, obviously, Joe is a big-time figure in Cincinnati, and we all want him to, to get better soon, but that's that's the process. First couple weeks, feels like crap. I don't, where'd my leg go? I don't know. It's jacked up. It's just in surgery now. Hey, starting to feel better. It's feeling normal. Get healthy, yeah, Joe. Well, that's the thing. It's good. He's starting to feel normal, doing normal things, walking, you know, maybe start jogging. It's a little more significant than just an ACL, so this may take a little bit longer, but Joe is diligent in rehab, man. If there's a guy you want to be grinding to get back, 
and have it's just good faith in him. You know, talking with some people around him, like I know he feels pretty good. He's very optimistic about it, and he'll be fine. I, I, I I'm I'm convinced that he'll be okay because the way that he attacks everything. All right, we're going to get you caught up with everything that is going on in the sports world as we hit you with the re-rack. And the, plus, I mean, people will do just about anything to get out of a court date. Details on that coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by Zevia. I-670 eastbound, that's still closed at State Route 315 due to a crash. And we've got stop-and-go delays on the south outer belt eastbound at US-62, where a crash blocks the left lane. On the west outer belt, northbound at I-70, the left lane is blocked by an accident. And on State Route 104 westbound between Elm Creek Drive and Lockbourne Road, an accident there is causing stop-and-go delays. Looking for a beverage that is full of flavor and fun with no bad stuff? With Zevia, you can have it all. Cravable flavors, refreshing choices, always zero sugar and zero calories. Zevia, live your best. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, The Fan Traffic. Three men, one show, all the beef. Unicorns, show ponies, where's the beef? This is Morning Juice with Brandon Beam, Bobby Carpenter, and Anthony Schlegel. Morning Juice, right here on the fan. Brandon Beam, Bobby Carpenter, Anthony Schlegel attacking and dominating our way through this Wednesday edition of the program. A little housekeeping note, uh, if you weren't listening in the past break. So some traffic news to uh, get you caught up on some uh, pretty I mean, big ones. So the ramp from I-70 eastbound to I-70 northbound is closed on the east side due to a crash. So that's no good. And also a crash blocking the left lane on State Route 315 uh, heading south at I-670 eastbound. So uh, watch for heavy delays in there as well. So uh, pretty big, uh, gnarly little traffic day that we're having here in central Ohio. If you want to follow along for the fun on Twitter, you can do so at MorningJuice971 is where we live. You can tweet at the show. Uh, do anything you want. So follow us along right there. 735, our good friend from the Columbus Dispatch, Adam Jardy, is going to join the program. Talk about the Buckeye hoops, where they go. Is Jimmy Soto going to return tonight? What's he going to be like? What's the, expect- what's the expectations for Michi? And also uh, heading into Northwestern tonight, can they get that revenge win? He'll c- join us at 735. And then at 835, our friend from 11 Warriors, Dan Hope, is going to join us live from the uh, Miami International Airport as he makes his way back to Columbus. Talk all things Buckeyes. Again, at more Morning Juice 971 is where you can find us right there. General, you are on Twitter at BCARP3. Schlegs, you are there at Schlegelvelli. I am there at Brandon Beam 971 And if you want to give some good vibes to our guy, Mark the Shark, our great producer, about the Browns taking on the Chiefs this weekend, you can do so there at Shark on Sports. Right now, time for a re-rack. Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning, it's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus, the largest selection of pool tables in Central Ohio. People do just about anything to get out of a court date. A Manhattan couple, Carp, is accused of forging multiple positive COVID-19 tests and result to order a delay to the trial in which the husband faced drug charges. A Long Island District attorney said in September of 2020, Devin Lewis faced multiple charges regarding the sale and possession of cocaine heroin. As the Suffolk Suffolk County District Attorney Timothy Sinney said, right before closing arguments in the case were set to begin, the 35-year-old Lewis provided a photo purporting to show that the Blair McDonald 
McDermott had tested positive for the coronavirus. The following month, Lewis told the court that he and McDermott were in quarantine in their Manhattan home, and his attorney shared a photo of McDermott tested positive again on October 8th. The district attorney said after eventually showing a negative test for McDermott, the trial resumed in November, and Lewis was convicted on 12 felony narcotics charges. Some people will do just about anything, Carp, to get away from their day of reckoning. Yeah, I mean, you can only use that for so many days. Like, even with the CDC, like, 14 days beam is pretty much getting you there. You know, they say you may have positive tests again, but 14 days is going to be the point where you're not really contagious anymore. Can I get on a plane and flee the country before? Yeah, unless you're in a hospital bed. I mean, I don't think he's got a viable excuse. And, you know, he's got his 12 narcotics charges. So, I love the fact. I love the creativity. I love the fact he's trying to push it. But, buddy, like, eventually you're going to have to come... You're going to have to pay your debt to society, and and Slyke's complacency will come to collect. Yeah, maybe he was blowing coke, and that can give you a positive. I don't know. Some pony packs, maybe. Yeah, pony packs, right? I mean, that's a big-time ball up there. But, you know, he just charged it to winning. We're gonna What we're going to do is we're going to get a couple pony packs here, and we're just going to have everybody come over and cough on us and and say we got it. Oh, nope, we're not even going to do that. We're just going to have the pony packs, and we're just going to fake like we have COVID and somehow do that so we don't have to go to court. But he is. So there you go. So Chase Claypool is not handling the Browns' uh, victory over the Steelers very well. Uh, apparently he was doing a live live TikTok video, which, by the way, I didn't even know was a thing that you could do on TikTok. I thought they were just like six-second videos here. Uh, but apparently, I guess that uh, you can go live on there. So anyways, he's filming himself talking about you know the game and everything. I don't even know if he's doing film review, but uh, whatever. So after the game, he took the TikTok live on Monday following his team's 49-38 upset loss to Cleveland and admitted that he and his teammates played poorly. If Cleveland's 28-0 first quarter run, a sec- record set output for most points in the first quarter of a playoff game wasn't good enough proof. Claypool guaranteed those watching knew the Steelers were aware that their defeat was an ugly one. Having said that, Claypool still didn't exactly show much respect for the team that took the 35-10 lead in the Steelers at halftime Sunday night. He said this, bad loss, but uh, the Browns are going to get clapped next week anyways. And then I was watching another one yesterday. I mean, he was like talking trash against one of the Browns backup to the backup cornerbacks that he's going against saying that he was no good it's like man what are you doing right now like I don't know really I had never before this season like I never had anything against the Pittsburgh Steelers the whole juju thing dancing on the you know midfield logos and posting videos to TikTok and then you know the saying the Browns are the Browns and now Chase Claypool coming out about this like there's not very many teams that I I don't like in the NFL I've tried to find good ways to like a team but Schlegs this this uh this Chase Claypool stuff is pretty wild like that's just being a poor loser in my book. Yeah, it's a poor loser. I hate social media. And I, hey, guess what? By the way, Schlegelvelli hit us yeah, up on exactly. the old Twitter machine. But, <laughs> you know, where is your identity? The reason they're doing all this is for, for people to like them and follow them on TikTok. But to go on and get game film and talk trash when you just got smashed in that game the by the Cleveland day Browns. when you're doing it. Exactly. I mean... You've been through this entire journey getting tested every single day. How about you just go on vacay? Take two or three weeks off. Why don't you get on TikTok and show them that you're at the beach? You know, and you're chilling. Like like Snoop Dogg there with a Corona. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever he says on there, you know, the good life, La Vida, whatever. I don't even know what it is. 
but that looks really promising. Then you pick up a seashell. You're like, hey, that would be a great TikTok video. If I knew what TikTok was, I thought it was tic-tac-toe for some reason. I don't even know what it's going on. But he could pick up a, a, a you know, like a, a shell, like a cod shell, and start talking to Juju. Mm-hmm. That would be a great, that would be a great tick. Hey, Juju, what's up, bro? And then, hey, I'm over here dancing. Where are you, man? I'm in Aruba. I don't, I don't know places that people go to. You know, I just go to Florida or Texas. But anyways, that would be great. Don't talk trash about a team that just beat you, who, by the way, faced adversity and handled it with the backups of the backups and bringing guys off the practice squad and Baker's introducing him, himself right before the game. And they still beat you. Don't do that. That The problem is their identity is in that. In the likes and the follows. Yeah, Let's I mean, go. Garbage. For the longest time, Pittsburgh was, you know, the blue-collar team, tough. They're going to, you know, pound the ball on you, play great defense, get sacks. And, you know, there's some of that that's still there, but... Mm-hmm. You know, watching that, watching that game, that was not, that was not the Pittsburgh team that I'd seen in the past. You know, they weren't near that tough. They weren't, um, they weren't as physical. They got dominated. Then they wanted to talk about it, like before and after. And you know, I pretty close with Ryan Clark. You know, works at ESPN, former Steeler, and like him, he's disappointed. He's like, man, these guys, I mean, they're, they're, there's always don't talk about it, be about it. Like that's Mike Tomlin's thing. Is now we got guys making excuses after yes. you lose. Like, what are you doing? Like, dude, you, you had your shot. The game happened. We didn't play well enough. And so you want to sit here now and go and talk trash about it afterwards? Like, dude, nobody cares. Work harder. Get better. No, like there, there weren't even any really excuses you had. I mean, Cleveland was the one that was missing their head yeah, coach. Yeah, they were the everybody. one with the built-in excuses. And, that, and that's what that's what's crazy to see this. Like, that's I think it's disenchanting to like a lot of former Steelers because of that. And there's a team that always had that identity, Carp, and it was something that you were hitting on. Tough. Uh, yeah, and right now, yeah, the toughness. And I, I, for whatever Steel. reason, that just seems to be leaving the building. And I know that Browns fans still celebrating that victory on Sunday as they get ready for the Chiefs uh, this upcoming weekend, which is something we'll uh, chat about here coming up in the next segment. General, you were uh, you found this clip of Najee Harris, and uh, you know I was focused on all the Buckeyes after the postgame stuff. Didn't really get a chance to watch the postgame comments of Alabama and their offense offense. Uh, but these Najee Harris comments that uh, you can set up but are uh, something that you know a lot of Buckeye fans maybe felt pretty bad about, but Najee Harris had something different entirely to say about this defense. I always enjoy, enjoy listening, not enjoy, I mean especially win or loss, listening to the <clears throat> people talk about the team that they just played. And you know, Bama, Nick Saban, they've been first rate complimentary the whole time. And you can, there was no Dabo Sweeney you know, six games, nonsense, and this and that. And honestly, I mean, Nick, you know, he's from West Virginia. He coached at Ohio State. He knows how – and he knew how talented this Not team was. Mama. And so, you know, listening to Najee Harris, he, he coaches these guys hard. He coaches them well, in the, you know, on the field, and then also to be able to handle things publicly. And this is one thing, like, you can win a game and still feel like, you know, you got beat around a little bit. And so Najee Harris, when they asked him about how he was just, you know, running through this Ohio State defense and how they were able to go out there and dominate – you know, this was basically his re- re- uh, rebuttal to that. Yes, that too. Well, we got to watch the the ad on the uh, the video there, Shark. It's tough. I know it's it's really really hard. Najee, to do Ohio that. State has go. a really good front. How are you able to expose those holes so effortlessly? Effortlessly. You see what they were doing? They were blowing my eyes up. What are you talking about? It wasn't effortlessly. I'll tell you what. <laughs> 
them do they they did their thing, bro. To be honest with you, it was just you know they what they did is every time we did a play action, they just shot the gaps, shot the gaps. The linebackers and um, we got a couple of them to play a lot of the fakes. That's why we were able to throw so much bubbles and the slants and all that. But bro, them, they was blowing my ass up. You tripping? It was not easy. I am hurting. I mean, I love that. <laughs> that is amazing. Like, yeah, I may have done well and broke a lot of tackles, but they blew me up, Carp. And uh, I thought that was a great response from Najee Harris. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe I made it look easy, but at the same time, like, I'm I'm hurting pretty bad right now. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's what he's talking about. I mean, they were firing the gaps, shooting through there. I mean, they made an effort to stop him, and he had less than 100 yards. Um, he made some great plays. The problem is he turned two-yard losses into four- and five-yard gains. And did a good job with that, and that's what opened up some of the other stuff. But you know, that's what everybody gets so upset about you know the Ohio State linebackers and you know listening to people yesterday and social media. It's it's a dark oh, it place. Was a, yeah, it was. Uh, if it was I quite have to grand. listen to anybody, that's they don't know ball, Bob. It doesn't matter. Listen, I, I, regardless of whatever the subject matter is, if you younger people, I'll give them a little bit of a pass because they grew up with this, and so it's different for them. But if you derive your self-worth via the comments that people make about the teams and, and things you follow on social media, I don't have any help for you. I don't know what to tell you. And so people are making comments to me about people are saying things about Ohio State and the mascot and all this stuff. I'm like, okay, like, dude, you can just you can just go about your day, man. Like, I played there. I've got two degrees from there. I love the place, but I'm not. That doesn't. Someone else's opinion of it doesn't impact mine. Mm-hmm. My opinion and knowing like the truth of everything. So if someone's going to get under your skin, all right. Like that's, they can do that, but it, it, it was just disheartening. And so there was a lot of shade thrown out about the linebackers. And yeah, they could have played better. And there's some deficiencies that some of the guys had, but it's literally the best they got. And they had four seniors that were playing a lot, you know, and the guys were out there, they played the very best they could. Could you maybe scheme to maybe hide them a little bit? Yeah. Then you're putting other guys out out with some issues, and you know the problem is it was a really young defense in the secondary, and then you're missing guys up front, and so you're trying to patch holes, and you don't have enough patches for all the holes. So you're just hoping that you, they miss one of them when you're trying to move those patches around and play a shell game. And so it doesn't mean that the team didn't play like some of the guys didn't play individually well at times. And you know what? They came out there, they poured it, they spilled it, and they were physical. Which you know what? You got to tackle better, but at least they were bringing it. And you can, as long as you didn't turn it down, I mean, I'm going to have a hard time being ultra critical. Talk about some of the plays, but I'll never be able to criticize the effort. Exactly. And that's the one thing that you control. And we talk about it in Ohio State weight room all the time, attitude and effort. And toughness is built in that program and the physicality is, is ingrained in the program. And from what I saw, and Bob hit the nail on the head, you're not, you're not going to go out there and, and berate a guy for his effort because, I mean, Tough had 14 tackles. I mean, if you got, you look at the top five dudes in tackles, I mean, it was Tough, Justin Hilliard, Pete Werner, and then Seven Banks, and then Baron Browning. The four linebackers that were out there. And again, we, we can, we can question, you know, what was the scheme? What was the game plan? Obviously, the game plan was to stop Najee Harris. They did that on the ground. But he also beat you on that throwback pass where they bootlegged right. But that was he got out leveraged on somebody on the defense that was supposed to be out there. All those little things of executing in this game, and that's what it came down to. It came down to executing the call. We saw so many times there was the execution, or excuse me, there was the right call work because the guy was getting hit two yards in the backfield. And then 
we missed some tackles. So tackling could have been better, but the physicality, the effort, the toughness was there. And so every time – I'm going to give you a little side nugget, parents out there too. When you watch games, like what are you watching? Are you just being a fan or are you also trying to develop your kid? I, that's just me. Maybe that's the coach in me, but I always want to see the nuggets. And the why, and explain. The, I, 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 want, I always well, I want to see the nuggets. Oh my gosh, that's Real nugget so bad. Yeah, I love nuggets. No, I, 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 I want to look for the nugget. And the nugget was: Are they still playing? Is that is that even better? I don't even know. But I'm trying to. I'm just trying to make my kid better right. through some nuggets. All right, that's all I got now because I can't. I, I just blacked out. Right. You know what I'm gonna do? You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do that then for you, Beam. <laughs> I don't even oh, know what made that, that so good. funny. It was just amazing. I'm just yeah, always looking okay. for nuggets. All right, that's yeah. fine. You can do that. Hey, I want to grow. <laughs> don't be a shower, be a grower. Yeah, exactly. That's the motto of this show right here. Hey, belief is one heck of a thing, and the Cleveland Browns have a ton of it right now. Get into their matchup with the Chiefs coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Three dudes who appreciate a hearty breakfast. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Now back to Morning Juice on The Fan. Morning Juice. Right here on The Fan. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Anthony Schlegel attacking and dominating today. Hopefully everybody's having a wonderful start to their Wednesday morning. Doppler 10 forecast today for Central Ohio. High of 43 degrees. Going to get some sunshine later on in the afternoon as well, Schleg, so you can uh, just soak in all that vitamin D oh, that you yeah. can want. Perhaps with a side of nugget. Uh, side of nuggets. nuggets. If you want. Yep, sounds sounds delightful. Yeah, it really does. So we talk about on this show a lot, you know, self-belief and how that can really, you know, be a great indicator for you. And that's something that the Cleveland Browns right now are just full of. I mean, we talk about, you know, guys going down on the offensive line and players who Baker Mayfield didn't even know before, you know, before the start of the game and, you know, introduced himself. And now all of a sudden you're out there going to block Cam Hayward when you have all this adversity in front of you and, you know, we talked about last week on the show as well. And Carp, this is something that you continue to mention. Like, you know, just go out there and do your job because it doesn't really matter to anybody outside of your building. It's not you're not going to care the amount of excuses that you have, but the amount of self belief that right now is emulating from the Cleveland Browns is pretty through the roof. And I just want to say, like. It has been a remarkable turnaround by Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski within this organization. Just remember last year. I mean, going back into the offseason, right? I mean, decently kind of the same team there, uh, as we know, but just the way that they conducted their business and they were just so loud and so, you know, egregious at some times. And it's like, man, you haven't really accomplished anything. The mindset switch from last year to this year, where you really didn't hear anything about the Browns in the off season. They were staying quiet. They were doing their thing. Now, all of a sudden, you know, they're 11 and five. They're in the playoffs. They beat the Steelers in week 17. They have so much adversity going into last week's game against the Steelers. And then they just put the nail through them. I mean, it's pretty amazing right now what is happening in Cleveland. And, you know, I know you're going up against the Kansas City Chiefs, which is by no means 
means, an easy task going into Arrowhead against the number one seed, Super Bowl champs, Carp. But at the same time, this Browns team, it just it feels different than any Cleveland team. And, you know, I say that knowing that they haven't had a playoff win, you know, God knows how long before the Steelers game. But at the same time, there is something that really can be said about the mental turnaround this team had done from last year to this year to get them over that hump. Yeah, I mean, it's a confidence piece. And so, you know, it's and it's a, a stage building. Like, I was impressed. Like, getting to the playoffs is usually one step. Winning a playoff game is another. And so Cleveland was able to do both of those things. Oh, and by the way, you know, slaying a rival who has dominated you, especially at their place over the last 30 years. And so being able to do all those things in succession, very, very impressive. And a lot of it, obviously, I think stems from Kevin Stefanski. And he's not a guy that has big bravado that comes in and, mm-hmm. you know, pounds his chest and look at me in the press conference. He just goes about his business. And he's coaching his players and trying to get better and giving them that quiet confidence because they know that they can do things on offense. They have an identity and defense. They're trying to piecemeal it together with the guys that they have. I'll tell you, and you're absolutely right. It does start with Stefanski. He's the one that brought in the culture. I mean, that was the difference between him and Kitchens. But it's it's also the belief in each other and your coaches. And everything that they've gone through this season, their ability to adapt and overcome, when you go in and you beat Pittsburgh, a place in which you haven't won in like 17 years, Big, Big Ben's record versus you is absolutely crazy. It's so lopsided. It's ridiculous. You heard all this, hey, we're back, we're going to do X, Y, and Z. Last season, this season, you haven't heard it. Why? They're keeping it quiet. It's a, it's a quiet confidence that they have, and they're going to go out there and execute regardless of who they have on the field. We're going to do that. And also, I think Baker has prepared, and that was one of the things, is he's preparing like an NFL quarterback. Absolutely. And his play has shown that when he doesn't turn the ball over, he is very, very effective. But it starts with their running game. This is the first year that they've really ever had an identity. What can you say? Hey, what's the identity of the Cleveland Browns? I, I, I don't know. Well, now you do know. It's run the football. And you have a quarterback that can also throw it. And then you're missing your star wide receiver. But yet, Jarvis Landry and Hoop and these other guys are stepping up when called upon. That's how you have a great team. That's how you have success. And now you get to go face the number one seed in the AFC and the Kansas City Chiefs on the road. It's Cleveland versus the world. That's what we talk about in Ohio. Ohio versus the world. Mm-hmm. Everybody hates you. You could take that and it'll fuel you. But you still got to go out there and execute, and that's what they've been able to do. Yeah, and they have, and they've done it at a remarkable rate this season. And just going back, I mean, this was a nasty Pittsburgh Steelers defense that you were going against. I mean, they bring the blitzes, you know, Blitzburg, right? And that's going to be their nickname. They do a lot of things to make you uncomfortable, and it was amazing. Under pressure, Baker was 13 for 18 with 192 yards and three touchdowns versus the Blitz. I mean, again, 13 for 18, five incompletions, 192 yards, and all three of his touchdowns coming versus the Blitz. We are seeing in live time, Carver. And this is something that we talked about, you know, a couple of months ago. Is Baker the guy for Cleveland? What are they going to do with him in the offseason? Are they going to give him, you know, that fifth-year option? What are they going to do with him? Is he going to be the guy for the future? And right now, what you are seeing in live time, at least for me, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, is the development of a true franchise quarterback. Baker, when you need him the most, he gives you his best, and he goes out there and has a great game. No turnovers in the biggest game of the year. Now, again, remarkable. 
remarkably different different task heading into Arrowhead this week. But what he's shown you on the biggest stage that he can win a big game. So I don't know if it's the mentality change in it. I don't know if it's the Fansky helping him out, getting him in good spots, you know, putting him in the right offense. But whatever this Browns team is doing, they seem to have their core nucleus of guys now, not only for this season, but in the future, Carp. And it's looking really good for the Browns. Yeah, because they drafted high-character guys. And so if they get Denzel Ward back to pair with Miles Garrett, you know, get that secondary ready to go, like this team is going to be a force to be reckoned with in the future. But if you look at how they've built it, they've built it structurally well. They built the offensive line well. They've developed a running game. They knew exactly what they wanted to do and exactly who they wanted to do it with. And so, so oftentimes, like, there's a misalignment with the direction of the team between the head coach and the front office <clears throat> or vice versa because they have different visions for how they want to operate. This team had a vision for how they always wanted to operate. They were drafting guys, and then they went and brought in a head coach who finally completed that vision this year in Kevin Stefanski. Yeah, it's it's all of that. I think the the consistent communication and language of that vision shared between Stefanski and Barry is absolutely vital. You can't be siloed in the National Football League. You cannot. Because if I'm going to go out there and bring in guys that I think are the best available on the board or the best at a position, but they don't fit with what we do, it's going to be a nightmare. And you're going to waste that guy's talents, and you're also going to set yourself back. They haven't done that. They just have to get all their key pieces on the, on the you know of the puzzle on the field at the same time for them to have a chance. Hopefully, Ward can be back because he will absolutely. I mean, he was playing phenomenal, mm-hmm. and so you get him back, you're going to have a shot versus Kansas City. Are you going to have to play a nearly perfect game? Absolutely. But the best thing is, unlike Pittsburgh, you got the shot. They're at home, and so they've been able to put all these successes on film. And when guys go in there and watch tape and they watch their success, that's what builds the confidence, and that's what also builds the confidence in your coaches and in the culture. Baker Mayfield got the ball out of his hands quicker on Sunday night than an average of 2.34 seconds. As you guys know, I mean, that's zipping that thing and getting the ball out of your hands really, really fast. So they did a remarkable job. That comes through preparation. That comes through, through preparation. And it comes through an understanding of the offense and where my second read and third read is. I can't just stare down the first guy. I'm able to go through the progression and get it out because I know exactly what Pittsburgh does, and that's blitz. So that's my responsibility. Get it out fast. Help my offensive line that's protecting me. And you're going to have success. Yeah, these coaches have taken this team to a whole different level this year, and it's really great to see. Adam Jardy of the Columbus Dispatch, he's going to join us to take a look at the Buckeye Hoops team coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by Allstate. We've got a number of problems on the area roads today. I-670 eastbound at State Route 315. That is closed. State Route 161 westbound at I-270 northeast. The ramp is blocked there. On the south outer belt eastbound at US-23, your right lane is blocked and traffic is stop and go. On the west outer belt northbound at I-70 west side, the left lane is blocked and traffic is stop and go from West Broad Street. Also on State Route 104 westbound between Allen Creek Drive and Lockbourne Road, there's an accident and that's causing backups. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance with pay-per-mile insurance from all states. Pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. 
I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, The Fan Traffic. Rising, grinding, and hitting the fairway by 9.30? Hang on, did Bieber write this? Now back to Morning Juice on The Fan. Morning Juice, right here on The Fan. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Anthony Schlegel. I want to thank everybody for tuning in on this hump day edition of the program. Right now, we head out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline, checking with our good friend from the Columbus Dispatch, Adam Jardy. Adam, happy new new year, man. Good to talk to you. Likewise. How we doing, guys? Oh, man, can't complain at all. We got the Cleveland Browns and the second round of the playoffs this upcoming weekend. Recap of the Buckeye you know, football loss. So we got a whole lot happening, Adam. And we've also got the Buckeye Hoops team in action at home Hoop against Northwestern. Is. And uh, we're we're trying to get Schlegs to be uh, the rebounding coach for the team. I know they've been doing a pretty Bust good job out the on that. Gym. And, uh, yeah, so we've just been uh, we've been trying to effort that, and we really think he could change the game with that. But, uh, you know, coming off of the game on, on this past week, weekend against Rutgers we know that CJ was going to be out for tonight Uh, unfortunately Jimmy got injured in that game we still don't know he's going to be a game time decision for tonight Adam which looks like a shoulder injury who's got to step up in your opinion for this Buckeye team with the absence of those two guys Uh, well I think you have to ask Dwayne Washington to do even a little bit more Um, I mean he played pretty well for the first 40 or 30 odd minutes of that game and then had four turnovers in the last seven minutes. You can't do that when you're going to be down some key ball handlers. So I think they need some more from him. Uh, I think you need probably some more from a justice suing, uh, who's probably going to have to ha- handle the ball a little bit more and, and, and help in the backcourt maybe if, if, uh, if Jimmy can't play. And then, you know, you wonder how far they can push a guy like Michi and what he can give them. I mean, he's only been practicing with the team for uh, about a week and just made his debut. I mean, he should still be in high school. But, um, you know, he could see maybe he ends up playing 10 minutes tonight. Um, you're going to need a lot from, from some of those guys. And so, you know, Adam, when you, when you look at this team and you see, you know, what they did Sunday against Northwestern, shot the ball well, like Schleich said, boxed him out the gym, you know, did a good job, you know, for really the first 30 minutes of that game, really controlled it. You know, is this team, can they win when they're not shooting prolifically behind the arc? I mean, is there a pathway for them to get get victories when they're not hitting their three-pointers? Boy, that's a great question because I think that's one of the underrated things about this team that we're starting to learn is that obviously in basketball you got to make shots. And uh, this is a team that when they're hitting threes, they're, they're such a better team um, because offensively they don't have great – uh, overall size and hip positional length, what Chris Holman likes to talk about, but they don't have a lot of, of, of just true size. And so when they have to just break it down in the half court and try to grind teams out, um, it, it can get challenging for them. And their defense has not been to the level that it's been the last couple of years. Um, so it all creates sort of a tighter margin if you're not hitting shots from outside. So I think that's a big part of what makes this team go. If they're having a good night, it's usually because they're making a couple of shots from behind the arc. That's a great point. We're talking to Adam Jardy from the Columbus Dispatch on the Brian Heenan and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. You can follow me on the old Twitter machine with the most original Twitter name. Well, happens to be his real name. At Adam Jardy, Poof David Copperfield. So we heard earlier in the show, and you've heard it, Coach Holtman talking about being maniacal in developing dudes between games. So what needs yeah. to be developed to make a run at the end of the season? Um, I think one thing that needs to be developed is they need to maybe establish a true pecking order because when you look at this team, uh, even with the injuries they've had, I mean, they've been going 10, 11 deep, and uh, that's a tough thing to do and to, and to make a deep run. I mean, when you have that many guys, like you want to button it down to maybe eight, maybe nine guys that you know, okay, this is who we're going with game to game. 
Uh, but right now, there's just not a lot of separation, and that's I mean that's not that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think there's a lot of talent on this roster, but in order for this team to play its best, it, it requires a lot of mixing and matching, and that and that changes from game to game based on who they're playing and what sort of challenges that team presents. So I think like that's certainly one thing, and then I think the next thing, uh, you know, working on more consistent outside shooting, I think that's important for this team, and I think just can kind of continuing to bring some of these these younger guys along and and. You know, how, how much can an EJ Liddell, who's still only a sophomore, how much yeah. can he still grow? And, you know, what can you get from some of these freshmen? Like, what can Zed Key become? And, you know, where can Dwayne Washington still get more efficient? Like, there's still a lot of things with these guys where you know, we weren't really talking about, like, growth for a Caleb Wesson last season. It was just, you know, keep going out and doing what you're doing, maybe sharpen it up a little bit. But there's still a lot of growth for a lot of guys in this roster. And I think that's a big day-to-day thing for them is just trying to maximize that. I always remember sitting here talking uh, at the beginning of the season, Adam, and what to expect from these freshmen. And I have to say, Zed Key for for me has been. I think a lot of Buckeye hoops fans has been the, like the pleasant surprise of the season, Adam. Like when that guy gets into the game, he is just a little fireball, and I love to see it. Like how impressed have you been with Zed? Because I really looking at it, I know he doesn't. You know, he he packs a lot into his minutes. I mean, he's not giving you twenty twenty five minutes a game, but when he gets in there those nine, 10 minutes, man, he packs a whole lot of heck of a lot uh, into that. How impressed have you been with Zed this season? Cause I think for the most part, he's been pretty phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, when you have a freshman come in and contribute at the level he's contributing at that position, and, and it's not like he's uh, you know, a seven footer or something like that. I mean, he's got a battle and he's got a fight. Um, I, mean, I was just looking at his numbers last night. I think he's at like almost seven points and almost four rebounds a game, but he's barely playing like 10 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. So to have that kind of production, um, this early in, in a league like the Big Ten this season, I think is, is pretty impressive. And the thing that I think is, is most most enjoyable with him is like you can just see how much joy he plays the game with. And his teammates really feed off of that. I mean, he's a guy that his teammates really enjoy having around. He's fun. Um, you know, he's energetic. He's got that, that kind of goofy smile. Uh, he does this, the finger guns when he gets mm-hmm. an and one. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of fun stuff around Zed Key. Like, I'm really excited to watch him develop and watch him, and, and I think about what he can do in the next couple of years because I had a coach tell me when Ohio State was recruiting him that uh, they thought that he is a future first-team All-Big Ten player. He's just such a gifted low-post scorer that he's, he's one of those dudes that is just going to feast in the Big Ten by the time he's a senior. So I think there's a lot of upside there, and I think it's really fun to watch him start, starting to, to make those first steps. Last time you took on the Northwestern Wildcats, as we know, up in Evanston, one-point loss. Boo-boo, he was crazy. Miller Cop was doing everything, uh, really, that he wanted against the Buckeyes. Thoughts going into this game, Adam? Expectations for the Buckeyes tonight at home? Well, I, I expect that you, these are the kinds of games in a Big Ten like we are seeing this year. You've got to, we've got to win a game like yeah. this. I mean, yes, Northwestern got them up there, um, and yes, that's a game that they had a seven-point lead with a couple minutes left, and they let it slide. Like you, you have to find a way to win a game like this at home. I think not having a C.J. Walker and maybe not having a Jimmy Sotos. I mean, uh, Northwestern likes to spread you out. They like to drive. They're really athletic. Uh, Northwestern, of all teams, they like to push the ball. I mean, there's a lot of things that you don't associate this team with, with historical Northwestern teams. So you've got to be able to match some of that. I think they've got to try to get out and run a little bit. They've got to be good in transition. Um, and and they got to make some shots. I mean, it was a tough shooting night at Northwestern in that last one. Um, I know that really stung for a lot of guys to, to drop a game like that. So I expect Ohio State to be pretty motivated and to be in a pretty good headspace, uh, knowing they got to take care of this one before you go to Illinois this weekend. So it doesn't, it never gets any easier. And you know, this is the kind of game you can't lose a game you're supposed to win before you play a game you're supposed to lose. And this is certainly one of those.
Yeah, certainly with uh, 10 teams in like what the top 40, I believe, in college basketball this year. So right. just craziness. Adam, always appreciate the time, my friend. Like I said, always enjoyed, and we uh, look forward to chatting again soon, okay? Thanks for helping me wake up this morning. Appreciate it, guys. Absolutely. Our Thanks, good friend Adam. Adam Jardy joining us from the Columbus Dispatch on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Always great stuff out of him. Tons and tons of insight on this Buckeye Hoops team. Hopefully they get the win against Northwestern tonight. All right, coming up next, we're going to let you know it has us juiced on a hump day. Morning juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by Allstate. We still have a number of problems on the area roads. Backups right now on the south outer belt eastbound at US 23 on the south side. The right lane is blocked by an accident there. On the west outer belt northbound at I-70, the left lane is blocked there and traffic is stop and go from west Broad Street. The problem on I-670 eastbound at State Route 315 has cleared. The roadway is now open, but traffic is pretty backed up and we do still have icy patches there. On State Route 315 southbound before I-670, the left lane is blocked by a crash, so traffic is pretty backed up there as well. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance with pay-per-mile insurance from Allstate. Pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, The Fan Traffic. Get up, then get fired up. This is good. Get your hip flexors going, inner thigh, everything. This is Morning Juice with Beamer, Carpenter, and Schlags. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Brandon Beam, Bobby Carpenter, Anthony Schlegel, caffeinating and dominating through a Wednesday edition of the program. I want to thank everybody for tuning in here on this fine little Wednesday morning. Doppler 10 forecast for today in central Ohio. High of 43 degrees and some sunshine. So it's nice. We get to break out of the cold spell a little bit, which is always a good thing, and get to see some sun, which uh, we oh. haven't seen in, you know, I guess uh, since this past weekend, but that didn't really count. So, uh, yeah, good little, uh, good little day to be a uh, citizen of this great city in Columbus, Ohio. Right now, time to get juiced. What's got you juiced? Sponsored by Atlas Butler Plumbing Services. Call Almost. today. Get it fixed today. All right. I never know when to talk when that's coming up. Anyways, uh, Carp, what's got you juiced today, man? Well, I've got some positive juice. Got a little negative juice, too. Positive juice. Got to bed early. Got seven hours of sleep. Got a great workout this morning. Feeling awesome. Ready to attack the day. Had a lot of energy. Had to not even drink any coffee today. I don't even need it. Schlegs likes to run on on false energy juice that's poured into him i have an internal juice combustion chamber beam i create my own i from the inside and that is where the joy comes from the juice overfloweth so awesome workout negative juice for about the past hour i've been troubleshooting why disney plus isn't working on my (laughs) amazon uh fire and so it's driving me absolutely insane they want me to restart the router i'm like listen we just had at&t here on monday for the national championship game to make sure that everything was going to be good because we're having issues with the internet and issues with the televisions and boxes and all that i'm like it's not the router we'll try it I'm like first of all i'm doing radio till night so i can't just disconnect the right. internet that's not how that works okay i'm just gonna let you in a little secret she's like well you know whatever i'm like and so that's like the last thing I go, when that doesn't work what's the next step well, we don't really have one. Yeah, exactly. So we've done all this crap, paying for a service that I can't use. Very, very upset about it. I wish I could actually talk to the person 
in person, like on the phone so I could yell at them and get even more upset about it because <laughs> it's just really frustrating at this point in time. That's a negative juice. Yeah, Schlegs, because I don't like paying for stuff that doesn't work and you can't tell me why except for some basic turn it on and off, which is basically what I've had. Unplug this, do that. Oh, I basically, oh, you know what I did? I also hardwired my TV into our router and it's still not working. So don't tell me that it's the freaking router and the connection, okay? I'm going to punch you in the neck. It's driving me insane. <laughs> Oh, that's so true. Listen, I am like a K. I mean, anything technology based, I hate it because I don't know it. I picture it's, you like the scene in Zoolander where they're trying yes, to get into the computer. Yes, except I can actually kind of figure it out. I'm not over there hammering on the computer, <laughs> but it just it is a it is a life sucking three hours. You have to give up. To get internet or whatever the case may be. I feel your pain, Bob, because I went through it with mine and just basically shut off my router. I was like, tell me how to get into the, the, the dark web mm-hmm. to, to shut the router off because I'm going to go spend more money to get my own router so I can have way better Wi-Fi. Anyways, go Bucks. All right. Back to what got me juice back to old school, one body part a day, hypertrophy, training, getting bumpy this week. I had a schleg day yesterday. Sorry, Aaron and Tyler, but that's how I get over the natty loss right there. I don't want to, I don't want to be able to sit down for two days because I trained my legs so hard. I apologize, but not really. Buckeye hoops tonight against Northwestern. I can't wait for dudes to be boxed out of the gym into the fourth row. That would be fantastic. Side nugget, they play well at home, so that has me juiced. And the Blue Jackets start tomorrow. Fire the cannon! That's what has me juiced. Beam, what has you juiced, sir? Yeah, everything that you mentioned right there. Buckeye Hoops with a great opportunity to uh, split the season series with Northwestern tonight. One and one. Looking forward to that. NHL gets started tonight. It's going to be 116 straight night of straight nights of Woo! NHL games, which is uh, quite amazing. So if you're a hockey fan, that is uh, that's great. That's got to get you juiced. Uh, the Masters is actually having limited capacity in 2021, which is something that I'm excited about. Watching, of course, Augusta National this past year and Dustin Johnson claiming his first green jacket was very cool, but the silence was pretty eerie, so I'm happy that fans get to be back uh, and see the Masters this season. And then, you know, surprisingly enough, Aaron Rodgers hosting Jeopardy has got me juiced. Like, I'm excited to see. I know that Ken Jennings did a pretty good job, uh, you know, guest hosting and guest filling in for Alex Trebek. He was the first one up. He did a pretty good job. I'm excited to get to see the Night King have the opportunity to do that. I'm That's going to be appointment watching, as it really is every single night for my wife and I. So all that has me juiced here on this Wednesday. Coming up next, we're going to get you caught up with everything that is going on in the sports world as we hit you with a re-rack. And if you think that forgotten passwords are a pain in the butt, well, I've got one pretty remarkable one that has cost someone a lot of money. Details on that coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by Allstate. We do have a problem on the west outer belt northbound at I-70. The left lane is blocked by a crash and traffic is stop and go from West Broad Street. On the south outer belt eastbound at US-23, the right lane is blocked by a crash. On the north outer belt westbound at Sawmill Road, your left lane is blocked and that's causing stop and go delays. We do have some slick spots out there today. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance with pay-for-mile insurance from Allstate. Pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, The Fan Traffic. Live, local, loud, very loud. This is my-
Morning Juice with Brandon Beam, Bobby Carpenter, and Anthony Schlegel. Morning Juice, right here on the fan hour number three of the program on this hump day edition of the program. Want to thank everybody for tuning in. Of course, attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m., like I said, right here on this Wednesday. If you want to follow along for the fun on Twitter, you can do so at MorningJuice971. Tweet us, follow us there, whatever you want to do. Uh, Adam Jardy of the Columbus Dispatch joined us in the last hour to talk some Buckeye hoops, their big game against Northwestern tonight with uh, CJ out and then Jimmy Sotos being questionable heading in. What does Michi need to do to step up? Dwayne as well. Uh, so a lot of questions on the table tonight. Hopefully they get the season split. Adam talked to us around 7.35, which is always fun talking to him. Dan Hope of 11 Warriors, who I'm pretty sure Schlegs yelled at the last time uh, he was on this program for uh, Kevin Warren's you know, uh, decisions. He will join us coming up at 8.35 to, to get into uh, some Buckeye football. Where do they go from here? Again, at Morning Juice 971, our great producer Mark the Shark posts those interviews on Twitter about 15 minutes after the show is done every single day. Bobby, you are on Twitter at bcarb3. Schlegs, you are there at Schlegelvelli. I am there at Brandon Beam. Nine seven one. If you're unable to catch all three hours of the show, fear not. We got a podcast for that. You can go on any of your podcasting platforms. Just type in Morning Juice, and our little logos will pop up. And then you just hit the subscribe button magically via the uh, the power of the internet. All of our episodes will come flying straight into your smart device. Also, if you're so inclined, please drop us a review. We would most greatly appreciate that. Right now, time for a re-rack. Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning. It's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus, the largest selection of pool tables in Central Ohio. All right, Carp. So in the uh, last segment, you were talking about you know the, uh, the problems that we're having over at the uh, the Carpenter household this morning. Router stuff, but I just got to say, I mean, it is a uh, it's a true pain in the butt, right? To be uh, locked out of any of your accounts. I forget what I was doing the other day. I was trying to get. Uh, I think, you know, my YouTube TV account on my Xbox setup upstairs. And for some reason, I was locked out of my Xbox Live account and then I couldn't get into it. I forgot my password, right? And it gives you a password expiration and all that fun stuff. So I'm sitting there trying to remember what my password is. Well, you know, that is nothing compared to what one man is going through right now. Stefan Thomas, who is a German born programmer dwelling in San Francisco, has two guesses left to determine a password. That is valued at around $220 million. Yes, $220 million. The password will let him unlock a small exhausting drive generally known as an iron key, which accommodates the personal keys to a digital pockets that holds in his self seven thousand bitcoin whereas the worth of bitcoin dropped sharply on monday it's nonetheless up greater than 50 percent from simply a month ago i just checked the price during the break still hovering around thirty two thousand dollars for people who are interested in that the issue is that mr thomas years in the past misplaced the paper the place where he wrote down the password for his iron key, which provides customers 10 guesses earlier, then it seizes up and encrypts its contents endlessly. He has since tried eight of his mostly used password formations to no avail. I'd simply lay on a mattress and give it some thought, Mr. Thomas mentioned. Then I'd go to the PC with some new techniques and it wouldn't work, and I'd be determined once more to get it done. Bitcoin, which as we know, which has been a rare and unstable eight-month run, has made loads of 
its holders very wealthy in a short period of time, even because the coronavirus pandemic has ravaged the world's economic system. However, the cryptocurrency's uncommon nature has additionally meant that there are numerous people who find themselves locked out of their Bitcoin fortunes because of misplaced or forgotten keys. They've simply compelled to observe helpless as the worth has risen and fallen dramatically unable to money in on their digital wealth of the prevailing 18 and a half million bitcoins that exist presently valued around 140 billion dollars <laughs> around 20 percent of those are locked in iron keys and and uh in password wallets carp you want to talk about being frustrated that you can't get your wi-fi to work imagine having 220 million dollars dollars sitting in a crypto wallet and being unable to get into that yeah I've had some experience with <clears throat> things not working and trying to get in and bank accounts and all this different things. So you know what? I finally, I used to do this in Texas and I don't know why when we moved, I stopped doing it. Maybe because I didn't really have like a desk and my computer and all these, but I used to write everything down and I put it in a desk. I always had a piece of paper and a file and I, I knew where it was. And then I had a, like a little hidden file on my computer that also had all the mm. passwords. But I've heard this happen multiple times where people have lost Tens of millions, over possibly over a hundred million dollars, because they they get locked out and can't access their Bitcoin, and it's the point now where they've been locked out so many times you can never get in again. If I was doing that, number one, after I set my password and wrote it down, I would then go to the skin kitchen in I, Dubuque, Iowa, Schlegs, <laughs> and I would have them tattoo that on the inside of my wrist, and there it would stay. So unless I got my arm cut off, and even then I would get it taxidermied and put on my wall. But outside, I would always make sure that I had that. And then I might even get a backup tattoo, Schlegs, that I would like put underneath my foot or something. So that, you know, in case something did happen and I died, they would see it when you were laying horizontally and be like, oh, what's this? Oh, that must be the password to the Bitcoin so your family would be good. But... I can't imagine the stress that it's going through because the stress that I have about getting like locked out of my bank accounts and I actually have to make right. a phone call and have them reactivate it. Oh, we can't do it on your phone. You have to be on a you know laptop or a P- desktop PC. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in my car. Like, I need to get this done now. And so it's just, it's so very, very frustrating to have all this. So you know what? I finally put it all down. Hopefully people do that in the future. But man, two strikes left. Oh, that anxiety. (laughs) I mean, and you know, this isn't like a four digit passcode. This is something that's probably 10 requires some crazy combination of uppercase, lowercase, numerical, special symbols, everything else. And the worst part is, is he probably, he doesn't even, he sounds like he doesn't have a good idea of what it could potentially be like. He probably got creative one time. He's like, yeah, I'll just use this one and this will only be for this. And then he just poof, forgot oh, it. And what did I make that password? <laughs> is there any way you think to like plug a USB port into your brain mm. and have them start to go through the files in there? Like I see that on some of these futuristic sci-fi's where they can go through your memory and like you can look, you can you scan your search history and go back to like oh December eighth, I don't know two thousand twenty. I don't know if you could probably go back to like oh September fifteenth two thousand and eight when I bought my Bitcoin. Let me see what was in my mind as I was looking at the screen. That's the technology we need, Beam. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> – what you're talking about right there is uh, like that little green guy from SpongeBob SquarePants where he goes in there <laughs> to SpongeBob's brain trying to find 
Uh, Listen, we don't watch SpongeBob at our house, Schlegs. I'm just, well, you know, he's trying to find the secret recipe for the Krabby Patty. I mean, it's just real talk. But that being said, I can't, I can't, I can't get over $220 million, million. I get so upset when my passwords don't automatically go into my app so I could pay for, you know, Chipotle or whatever the case may be. (laughs) And I have to like, you know, put in, I forgot password and it resends it to me. And then the passwords that are on my computer because I use it every single day are the ones that are up to date, but yet they're not up to date on my phone or my iPad. And I absolutely want to lose my mind. Keychain them all together. I, yeah, I do. But the keychain doesn't, I don't think it syncs from your computer to your phone keychain. Oh, it does. Oh, I then I, I just suck. But that being said, two hundred twenty million dollars is a lot, and you're absolutely right, Bob. I do that. I normally I write all my key ones down, and I put them in my safe, and that way I always have the backup. What if you forget where, the password to your safe? I can't. It's ingrained in my mind. I know, okay. and I use it all the time. Ours was too, and then my son figured it out because we used it for other stuff, so we had to change it. And so now sometimes I forget that. Yeah. That's bomb. I mean, man, and, there, and the, the problem is because we're so we're, we're on technology so much that we've updated our passwords so Millions many times. times. I mean, in all different variations, where you know you're using an exclamation point or you're you know just random stuff, and you know it. I'm gonna use a then, question mark instead yes. this time. Yep, and then all of a sudden, poof, David Copperfield. I have no clue what this is, and there's no way to say forgot password on this thing. Poof, David Copperfield, two hundred twenty million, just goes up in the air. I mean, where does it go? Obviously, it goes it's just somewhere. There. It's locked. It's just in the ether sphere for forever. Oh it's like God. basically having two hundred twenty million dollars slags locked on the other side of a safe that you'll never be able to get into. Oh, yeah, that's so bad. That that's, hurts. Yeah, that would. Uh, I would. I. Would I mean, you want to talk about rat hole money? I mean, that's the ultimate rat hole money because nobody yes. can ever get into it. Not even yourself. <laughs> Not even yourself. I mean, can't oh, you get Hugh Jackman out of Swordfish with like nine computer screens? <laughs> right. Isn't there someone like uh-huh. that out there? This guy's a computer programmer. So I don't I care what the cost is. If you want to do a 50-50 split on that, that's fine. Let's just get into this damn iron key. I mean, we have to. Well, hopefully he wrote down the passwords that he's already used for the eight times so he doesn't go back. You don't want to waste another shot. That would be step one, right? (laughs) Step one, write down all the the passwords you've already used. Step two, get all of your computers. Yeah, junk in the box. Use all your computers. Put them together. Have somebody, and he's a computer programmer, like you said, Bob. He should know how to do all this stuff and just go through every single password you've ever used. I'm sure somewhere in those little chips... They're there. I don't know where they reside. The oh, files man. are in, They're the, in computer. the computer. Exactly. <laughs> really amazing. Maybe we can get our uh, cryptocurrency expert, Michael Bennett, uh, to fly out to San Francisco and help this guy out with everything that he needs and his $220 million Bitcoin fortune that is currently lost. Trey Sermon with some good news. Buckeye running back. He did travel back with the team yesterday. Team spoke, spokesperson s- said that he is doing okay uh, after his injury. He was forced to be rushed to the hospital. So good news there for Trey Sermon. And, uh, Shark, if we can uh, get the Najee Harris comments ready to be fired up. And listen... Najee Harris was great on Monday night. I thought he made some incredible comments, though, no doubt, on Monday after the game. I wasn't listening to it, but Carp, right after uh, the game, you saw this from earlier this morning and some comments. Even though he had a good game, it did not come without punishment from the Ohio State defense. Najee, Ohio State has a really good front. How are you able to expose those holes so effortlessly? 
Effortlessly. You didn't see what they were doing? They were blowing my eyes up. <laughs> what are you talking about? It wasn't effortlessly. I'll tell you what. Them do they they did their thing, bro. To be honest with you, it was just you know they what they did is every time we did a play action, they just shot the gaps, shot the gaps. The linebackers and um, we got a couple of them to play a lot of the fakes. That's why we were able to throw so much bubbles and the slants and all that. But bro, them, they was blowing my ass up, tripping. It was not easy. I am hurting. I mean, I love that from <laughs> Najee Harris. Like, yeah, it did look like that, that he had that he had an easy Chris time. Tucker? Is that I guess Tucker, I don't know. by the way? I don't know. Harris. I mean, it was amazing. Like I said, it did look like he had an easy time, but he's saying, like, listen, man, I'm hurting, all right? These dudes did their job. But right there, you hear from Najee Harris himself, even though it looks like it may be, you know, an easy job for him to do. Like, the Buckeye defense was doing their thing. Alabama just game plan for it, Carp. You know, and they took shots. And, like, even though he's picking up yards, those guys, they shot their gun. They, their goal was to stop the run. They were able to do that and slow it down with Najee Harris. The problem is, you know, they have him for a negative two loss. He bleed him for five, and those things kind of ultimately catch up with you. And then they did it, and you know, sacrifice being able to probably stop, you know, Devonte Smith. They probably could have done some different things to maybe slow him down a little more while still trying to stop the run. But I mean, the guys, four senior linebackers. You saw Justin Hilliard firing. I mean. You know, tough Boyle gets caught in space, and he can struggle doing that. But he did a good job inside the tackles. Pete Warner, Baron Brown, like those guys that they brought it. I mean, you brought everything you had, and that's all you can ask. And that's why there's a lot of people are so upset about this. And I understand, you know, you, you know, continue to develop and improve players and recruiting guys with certain skills and traits. But I watched the game, and I, I couldn't sit there and say, man, like that guy really played bad. I watched the game, and I'm like, these guys, you know, some of them they wish you had some plays back, but. You know, they fired their gun, they were physical, they did what they were asked to do, and they, you know, they did it to the best of their abilities. And sometimes, like, it's not your night, and sometimes you're playing a team that's better than you at, at different positions. And, like, that's just the reality. And so you tip your cap to Bama. But Najee Harris understood, you know, exactly what happened that night, and it wasn't effortless by any stretch. Yeah, it wasn't effortless. And I mean, that slap Jake that asked that question is also known for just asking stupid questions, so that's beside the point. Effortlessly, he really didn't have runs that were effortless. I mean, everything the guy did, he earned it. I mean, he was a very strong runner, and you know, you knew it was going to be a physical game up front, and it was just being able to... And you, you talk about the defensive calls. I mean... They were there. They had him for a two-yard loss, and he got five. You know, you got to be able to bring him, bring him down in the tackling. But the, the effort was there, and the physicality was there for the Buckeyes. They just couldn't get it done, Bob. No, they couldn't get it done, and unfortunately for them, it cost them in the biggest way, 52-24, uh, to 24, the final score on Monday night. But uh, Devontae, an unbelievable game in the first half, and Najee Harris as well. The Deshaun Watson-Houston Texans situation is getting more and more tenuous by the day. Give you details on that coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by ExpressPros.com. I'm still looking at over a dozen accidents on the area's main roads and freeways, so you'll want to take it slow today. The biggest backups, though, are on the north outer belt westbound at Sawmill Road. That's where a crash blocks the left lane. On the south outer belt eastbound at US 23, your right lane is blocked by an accident, and your stop and go from I-71. Also, on State Route 315 southbound before I-670 east, an accident blocks the left lane, and there you're slow from Lane Avenue. Looking for an easier way to find your next call center or accounting job? It's time to get to know Express Employment Professionals. Visit ExpressPros.com to find one of more than 830 locations to support any job search. And there is never a fee. 
I'm Heather Pascoe for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Big dudes, bigger opinions. This is Morning Juice with Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, and Anthony Schlegel. Morning Juice! Right here on the fan, Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Anthony Schlegel, caffeinating and dominating today. I want to thank everybody for tuning in on this Wednesday edition of the program. We here on Morning Juice are brought to you by our good friends over at Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. It's 824 in the morning, and boy, does that sound uh, quite delicious. So uh, go get yourself uh, a nice little caniac. That sounds uh, like a pretty good way to start your Wednesday morning right here. So Houston is having some problems. Uh, between the Houston Texans and the Houston Rockets, James Harden basically saying that there's nothing they can do to fix the Rockets situation and him pining to be traded from the Houston Rockets, which he's been doing since the very, very beginning of this season. We'll see what happens with that. But the football team is having some problems as well. So former Houston Texans wide receiver Andre Johnson tweeted yesterday his thoughts on the Deshaun Watson situation. So Andre Johnson, of course, I mean, Houston Texans great. He knows what's going on with the organization. I'm pretty sure he serves as some sort of special advisor to to the team, so has a decent relationship, I would imagine, with management. We all know this started with the hiring of general manager Nick Casario without Deshaun Watson uh, finding out from the team himself, found out on social media, uh, them saying Eric Bieniemy was a finalist yesterday. Don't know if they're doing that right now to, Desha- to, to appease Deshaun or what they're doing, but obviously the tensions are rising in the Texans' camp. So he tweeted this out. He said, if I'm Deshaun Watson, I will stand my ground. The Texans' organization is known for wasting players' careers. Since Jack Easterby has walked into that building, nothing good has happened in slash for the organization, and for some reason... Someone can't seem to be, or someone can't seem to see what's going on. Pathetic. And then DeAndre Hopkins quotes the tweet and says, when Dre speaks, you better listen. So boys, there's a lot happening right now with the Houston Texans. It was bumpy last week and yesterday somebody just lit the fuse because this isn't going anywhere for a while, General. Well, and Andre Johnson's words carry a lot of uh, weight beam because he's a great receiver. You know, he, he's a Hall of Fame caliber receiver. And you look back at through his career and you're trying to think of any notable playoff games or any playoff runs that he was a part of. And they were never able to put it, put it around him. I mean, he was there with, you know, David Carr and, you know, they're just letting him get sacked all over the place. And they've never, this franchise, for as good as they've had, as good of the players as they've been. And they've been on like the precipice of being like one of the dominant teams in the conference, but they've never been able to get over it because of, you know, I, like poor roster management and poor personnel decisions. And so those things like catch up with you. And so that's why, you know, you may have some of the pieces there, but I don't know if they've ever really developed and done a great job at building the entire roster. They've done a good job at buying some of the high, high end pieces. And then, you know, they make trades and they do this and that. And like they, you know, they jeopardize their future. And sometimes that thing, those things work out, but then eventually you have to pay the piper. And, you know, when cap issues happen, you don't have any draft capital left, you've traded all away, you get in situations like this. And so I don't blame Deshaun Watson for not wanting to be around there. I mean, I don't think they they should let him walk. I don't think they should, you know, find a place to trade him. They should try to fight and build around it. But it's, it's going to be a tall task to be able to do that. So exactly why J.J. Watt apologized for wasting <clears throat> wasting a year for Deshaun Watson. I mean, he basically put that team on his back, and he was the reason that they were competitive this season in their games. There is a window. It's you know, you not everybody is Tom Brady or Drew Brees that can mm-hmm. play into their forties. So you have to be able to have a roster around them 
oh, what do you do? You get rid of Hopkins, who's one of the best receivers in the game. He so that already had to make him mad. I mean, that's oh, the best receiver, well, I mean, one of the best receivers, arguably the best in the NFL. And you know, there's no, there's not one quarter like a quarterback has to have wide receivers that ha- they have to have an offensive line to protect them. Most of the time, you really need a good running game to set up the play action pass and to people keep people honest to stop the run. I mean, there's all piece, all these different pieces that make a great quarterback. Great. The thing about this issue is that you went out of your way. One, you paid the man. Two, you went out of your way and said, we want you to be a part of the decision or to have a voice. And not only just his own personal voice, but a voice of the leadership that's on the team. So we go back to Doug Peterson and you know Kelsey coming out and talking about we play to win and we play to compete. And then he goes out there and puts in the third-string quarterback to see what he could do. That's not winning, especially when you're only down three with 12 minutes left in the game. That's a cultural, like a culture ruiner right there. All credibility was lost in a split second. So hard to gain that trust and to develop that culture and have that competitiveness, so easy to lose it. So quickly you can lose it. And here you wanted his opinion. You wanted him to vet out potential candidates you said, okay, it's a pony show. You're going to do that, but we're not going to heed any of the advice or wisdom that you gave, predicated upon yourself and also the leadership, the players of the team, because without the players, you don't win, period. And I think that's where it started, and now you're having people come to, not necessarily his defense, but speaking out about the way the Texans have handled this situation, and he should stand his ground. Now, he has a no-trade clause in there, so where he gets to pick you know, where he should go. But do you really want to be the face of a franchise that you don't believe in and that potentially doesn't believe in you, especially when they ask you for that advice? Yeah, and I guess my only question, you know, to this would be, how do you fix this now? I mean, if this situation, you know, is, is being sold down the river and Nick Casario is, is the general manager and Deshaun Watson is not happy. I mean, Carp, how do you, how do you go about fixing this situation? Cause right now, I mean, it seems like, you know, trades are on the option for Deshaun Watson. We talked about, you know, him being possibly the next quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. I, he's too good of a piece. Like if you, you are the Houston Texans. I know you said it, you know, in your, in your previous comments, like, you don't necessarily want to trade him away. Like the guy is really good and could be the face of your franchise. Is the face of your franchise alongside JJ Watt? Like, what's the next step in trying to rekindle this relationship? Because right now it seems like it's being sold down the river. Yeah, it's uh, it's disappointing. Like they can salvage it. You need Nick Casario and Deshaun Watson to get in the same room. And Jack Easterby, Easter Bay, whoever it is, who came in there. I mean, who. Andre Johnson is putting his name on it now, mm-hmm. like people's names walking around. So guys that they don't like, and maybe he'll give a reason why, you know, outside of just what he views as ineptitude. But you get guys, you start putting guys' name on it publicly. They don't like that. Uh, but you need to get Nick Cassero. They brought him in. Nick is a good guy. You know, he, he's a, an Ohio guy. I believe he went to John Carroll. You know, he's no nonsense. He was in New England for a long time with Bill. You know, 20 years, you sit down and you talk to him. Listen, this is the vision of how we're going to build this. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do, you know, for you what we did for Tom Brady up there. Are you on board? And this is why and how we'll get it done. If you can, you know, articulate a vision and they don't think you're full of crap, players will generally buy in. Like they, they want to believe. 
They just don't, but if they don't cease believe, if they cease believing, then they want out because they want to make sure they have a pathway for success, and nobody wants to sit there and labor in obscurity. Bob, you hit the nail on the head, man. How do you fix it? You get in the same room. You talk. You share the vision. Relationships are built on trust over time. Unfortunately, you don't have a lot of time right now because you have a a new GM. But being on the same page and and discussing the trajectory and the vision of the franchise is vital because he has to be bought in because when – Deshaun Watson being the leader of that team is bought, bought in and, and executing that vision. Mm-hmm. He's going to be able to facilitate that conversation with all of the other players to be bought in. Then you have the side nugget here, which is the next head coach. Are we bringing a coach that will help develop you? Because he's still early on in his career, but will also set our team up for success in this division where you know the identity of the team that won it, which is very physical, and the Tennessee Titans run the football, Deshaun Washington, Watson has a different you know, talent set than other people do in the National Football League. Are we going to supply you with the weapons to be able to utilize said talent, build a defense that can actually stop the run and compete in this division, and win football games? Like, if you can go in and just sit down and remove the ego and the pride and just say, listen, we're all in this to win a championship here, Deshaun Watson will be on board. But you have to be able to articulate that, and you can't flip-flop. It's just, here's the vision, here's how we're going to do it, go execute. I need you to do this for the team, I'm going to be handling this for the team. And do should they have privy to that stuff? Yes, if you make it public that we want him to have a little bit of ownership into the future of this team, yes, you should. Dan Hope of 11 Warriors is going to join us to talk some Buckeyes. Coming up next, Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. And this report is sponsored by Zevia. We do have a crash on the north outer belt westbound at Sawmill Road. It blocks the left lane and traffic is backing up. On State Route 315 southbound before I-670, the left lane is blocked by an accident. And there you're stop and go from Lane Avenue. Also on the south outer belt eastbound at US 23 on the south side, the accident there has cleared, but things remain a bit slow. Looking for a beverage that's full of flavor and fun with no bad stuff? With Zevia, you can have it all. Craveable flavors, refreshing choices, always zero sugar and zero calories. Zevia, live your best. I'm Heather Pascoe for 97.1, the fan traffic. Wake up and smell the smelling salts. This is Morning Juice with Beamer, Carpenter, and Schlags. Morning Juice right here on the fan. Brandon Beam, Bobby Carpenter, Anthony Schlegel. Right now we're going to head out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline, checking with our good friend from 11 Warriors. Pretty sure the the guy that we yelled at the last time, or at least Schlegs yelled at, for uh, asking about Kevin Warren, Dan Hope from 11 Warriors. Dan, good to have you on again, man. What's happening? Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. 
Yeah, of course, buddy. I know that you're joining from the uh, Miami International Airport down there near South Beach. So, uh, you know, we'll get right into it, Dan. And uh, I just, you know, for you, kind of going back over that game on Monday night, uh, pretty good beatdown by Alabama. They were the significantly better team on the field for that night. What was the difference in the game for you? I guess I should say the biggest difference in the game for you Monday, Dan, how the Crimson Tide were able to pull away from the Buckeyes uh, so ferociously. Yeah, I mean, I think Ohio State's pass defense just had no answer for Alabama's offense. You know, we had seen all year that Ohio State's passing defense had been a weakness, and they went up against the best uh, offense in the country, and then they just didn't have an answer for it. I mean, from start to finish, uh, you know, Devontae Smith, they didn't have anyone who could cover him. Uh, they really didn't put much pressure on Mac Jones, and he just kind of picked them apart. So I think that really prevented them. Uh, from ever having a chance. You know, definitely uh, was not their best day on offense either, and you know, their, their offense was going to need to be at its best for Ohio State to have a chance to win the game. But because they couldn't make stops on defense, they, they really never gave their offense a chance to be able to stay in the game. And so, you know, you talk about the offense being able to stay in the game. It's, you know, 21-14. Uh, Justin Fields misses a ball to Garrett Wilson. The Cornians would have tied it up on first down. They ultimately settle for a field goal. But after that point in time, there's just, I want to say, six of seven drives. Ohio State didn't wasn't able to score points on that. And I knew this defense was going to you know, give up points. I thought Ohio State would have to score in the 40s to win. But you know, in your opinion, what happened to the offense that allowed them to dry up? Not, not to say that you know, they ultimately would have won the game, but you know, just from that point where they seemed to be matching Alabama early to that dry spell in the middle. Yeah, well, you know, I think first of all, I think it hurts when you lose – uh, your, your running back who's been hot on the first play of the game. I think losing Trey Sermon early in the game really hurt him because if you look at that middle part of the game, once they got behind, they basically stopped running the ball because uh, they didn't have faith in, you know, Mark, in Master Teague and Marcus Crowley uh, to make the kind of plays that Trey Sermon had been making the last couple weeks. Uh, so that put a lot on Justin Fields' shoulders, and you know he, he was definitely you know not at the same level that he was against Clemson. You know he was you know dealing with a hip injury, and I think that affected him a, a little bit. And you know he just never never quite seemed to get into that rhythm. You know that we saw him a Sugar Bowl. Uh, he, he just never seemed to quite get there. And they just it, it seems like everything, even when they scored on offense, they were having to work for it. That nothing was coming easy for them whereas it felt like everything was coming easy for Alabama's offense. All right, we're talking with Dan Hope. Hope springs eternal. Mm-hmm. He's down there in the airport from 11 Wars on the Brighton Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. You can follow him on the old Twitter machine. Big time ball because it's super original because he added an underscore. Mm-hmm. Dan underscore Hope on the old Twitter machine. All right, Dan. They need a break. You know, just press pause. 2021 season or 2020 season's over. What's your biggest positive juice takeaway from 2020, sir? Well, you know, I think, you know, the thing we cannot forget in all this is, you know, Monday night was disappointing, but you think of everything that this team had to overcome this year, almost not even having a season. And, and to get to the national championship game, you know, to finally beat Clemson, you know, that's a big deal. And it, it's certainly disappointing when. You know, you go to the national championship game and you're not able to play a competitive game. But I think just the fact that Ohio State was able to get there in a year where we didn't even know if they were going to get that opportunity, I think that's huge. You know, I think certainly, you know, if you're an Ohio State fan, you have every reason to feel good 
two years into this thing about where things are headed under Ryan Day. Because Ohio State has lost two games in, in two years under Ryan Day. And I think, you know, he's really got a lot of guys believing in this program. And, you know, I think, you know, there's going to be a lot of success to come for this program. I mean, certainly uh, some major questions going into this offseason, starting first and foremost with who's going to be the next starting quarterback. But, you know, there's, there's still going to be a lot of talent back on the team and, and a lot of guys who are going to be uh, just as hungry as they were last year. You know, last year it was the, trying to avenge the loss to Clemson. You know, now this loss to Alabama is going to be a bad taste in their mouth all offseason. So uh, they're going to be hungry uh, to try to get back there next year. You look at what Ryan has done. I mean, two losses, you know, hasn't lost a game in the Big Ten since taking over. It's really been quite remarkable. And, Dan, you mentioned, you know, a big question right there, who's going to be the starting quarterback? And obviously we're going to figure that out uh, later on down the road as we kind of get into spring ball and an advanced off season right here. But uh, a lot of questions, buddy, heading into 2021. For you, which one's the biggest of concern going into next year? Yeah, I mean, I'll say two because, I mean, for what I do think I have to say quarterback number one because I think – you know, you're talking about they do not have a quarterback who's going to be on the roster next year who's ever thrown a collegiate pass because neither C.J. Stroud nor Jack Miller threw a pass this season. So I think those guys are talented. I think Kyle McCord, who's coming in, is talented as well. But when you have absolutely no experience at that position, I think that's always going to be the number one concern. And I think number two is can Kerry Combs get this Ohio State defense back to where it needs to be because, you know, I think we saw Jeff Halfley come in for one year and did a phenomenal job. Ohio State's defense uh, ranked number one in the country. Uh, this year did not go the way that people would have hoped, particularly in pass defense. So I think that leads to some questions going into uh, Kerry's second year as a defensive coordinator is can he get the Buckeyes back uh, to an elite level on defense? You know, I still believe that he's capable of doing the job, but I think going into his second year on the job, he's going to have to prove it. As we talk to 11 Warriors, Dan Hope, here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline, and you know, that's right where I wanted to go with the next question. You know, a lot of people were upset about you know the game plan you know, with Ohio State, obviously trying to stop the run and then trying to take away a Heisman Trophy winner on the perimeter. And you, met, you know, Jeff Halfley came in last year and had you know three legitimate, really talented corners. You know, you lose Arnett, you lose Okuda, both first-round draft picks, and then you lose Cameron Brown earlier this season. So three of your top four guys are really gone. And, and with Kerry, I guess, how much of this do you look at schematics of what they were trying to do in the game with, with the town available versus, you know, more simply a personnel issue and, you know, what potentially is coming in that could solve that? If, if Or is there anything on the ro- anyone on the roster you think that could help alleviate some of those secondary issues? Yeah, I think it's a combination of both. I mean, I think there's definitely uh, some legitimate questions about the scheme. You know, it just seemed like, you know, Alabama picked apart you know, what Ohio State was trying to do on that side of the ball, and Ohio State really never adjusted. So I, I do think that that's something that needs to be looked at uh, this offseason in terms of, okay, you know, why was this defense, you know, so much more vulnerable than it was last year, and are there things we did different schematically that just didn't work? Uh, that were working the way they were two years ago. But, you know, personnel is an issue, too, because, like you said, I mean, they didn't have those elite players in their secondary this year like they did the year before. And I think when you look to next year, you know, I think your guys just got to make jumps. You know, I think, you know, we most of us expect that Sean Wade's going to go to the NFL, but the rest of those guys should be back. You know, guys like Seven Banks, Marcus Williamson, you know, Josh Proctor, Cam Brown, you mentioned if he comes back, 
You know, Lathan Ransom, a guy that we saw mm-hmm. late in the year start to get some more playing time. You know, those are guys, like, you need to see them make jumps. You know, there might be some other young guys, too, like Ryan Watts and, and Legend Cavazos. You've got a couple of freshmen coming in, and you know, Ja'Kalen Johnson and Jordan Hancock at that cornerback spot. But, you know, it's always tough to rely on a freshman at that position. So uh, I think they really just need some of these returning guys to really make big jumps next year. And, again, you know, that's on Kerry Combs. We've seen him develop so many first-round NFL draft picks in the past. You should believe that he'll be able to do it. Uh, but that's going to be definitely one of the top tasks of this offseason. Dan, always appreciate the time, my friend. Get back to Columbus, have a safe trip, and we'll talk to you soon, all right? Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks, there he goes, our good friend from 11 Warriors, Dan Hope, joining us on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. A lot of good insight from Dan, as always. All right, we're going to wrap things up on a hump day. Coming up next, Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by Bob Evans Restaurants. Things are beginning to clear up a little bit on the area roads. Still watch for delays, though, on the north outer belt westbound at Sawmill Road. An accident there blocks the left lane. Also on Hilliard Rome Road, south of Peter Road, we do have an accident there. And an accident clearing on State Route 315 southbound before I-670. Watch for slowdowns, though, still from King Avenue. Down on the farm, it's dinner bell time. Try Bob Evans Dinner Bell Plates. Eight great plates under eight bucks. Each recipe is made fresh like their hand-breaded fried chicken at Bob Evans. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Protein shakes and energy drinks. The breakfast of champions. This is Morning Juice with Beamer, Carpenter, and Schlags. Morning Juice. Right here on the fan final segment for us here on this Wednesday edition of the program. Big night tonight for the Buckeyes as the Hoops team gets ready to take on Northwestern. Who is going to lead the Buckeyes in scoring tonight against Northwestern? That is our daily fan poll, which of course is sponsored by our good friends over at Reichert Hyundai. And today's fan poll is of course at 971thefan.com or on Twitter at 971thefan. Dwayne, EJ, Justice Suing, or other, I'm going to go with Mr. Dwayne, because I thought on Saturday against Rutgers, he just looked phenomenal. When he's in his bag like that, man, he is going to be tough to stop. I think he gets it back from the Northwestern game a couple of weeks ago, Carp, and I'm going with Dwayne in this for the leading score for the Buckeyes. I think they win tonight. Yeah, I think that's a smart move. Uh, that's who I would go with. It's He's the guy that can light up from beyond the arc, and when he's on, this team is really good, so they're going to need to have him be consistent and not that he has to shoot 50% every night, but he's got to be averaging in the high 30s, low 40s for this team to be successful. Well, the, you guys pick, obviously, the guy that shoots the ball. I'm going with EJ. I love him. Box him out the gym. Box him out the gym, rebounds, layups. I love layups. Who doesn't love layups? Everybody Rebound coach. Layups. Mm-hmm. Fundamentals exactly. of the game of basketball. Right hand, left hand layup. Let's go. I just, uh, we really do need to reach out to, uh, Terrence Dials or Chris Holtman about getting you a, a, a piece of the staff and just making sure that we, uh, we revolutionize the game. Of I basketball. have the voice just for Just focus it. on rebounding. I mean, it would be amazing. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't know anything about basketball. I mean, let me, let me rephrase that. I was a third grade through sixth grade basketball coach. So. <laughs> okay, <perfect. laughs> there you go. I know everything. No, I was the chief encouraging officer and defensive guru. That's what I was. <laughs> that is, uh, it's really cool. Before we get out of here on a Wednesday, Schlegs, we do the segment Running Wild every single Friday. How can people get in contact with us? Well, first off, they got to know what Running Wild is, and that's you recognize or talk, sharing with us someone or a group in our community 
attacking and dominating, bringing the positive juice in our community and making a difference. So we need you to email us, morningjuice at 971thefan.com, or hit us up on the Twitter machine, at BrandonBeam971, at MorningJuice971, at BCarb3, at Schlegelvelli, at Shark on Sports. Hit us up on the old IG. I don't even know what that is. But hit us up there because we just want to bring some juice and celebrate people making a difference. Attack and dominate. Let's go. Absolutely well said. Boys, I had so much fun today. What do you say we do it again tomorrow if they allow us? You guys good with that? That sounds good to me, Beamer. Let's do it! All right, everybody, enjoy their your Wednesday, and your Wednesday is going to become a first Friday next where Uncle Bo and James will steer the ship until noon. Everybody have a good one. We'll talk to you again tomorrow morning. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. This report, excuse me, this report is sponsored by Bob Evans Restaurants. On the east outer belt, southbound at I-70 on the east side, it's a serious accident with an overturned vehicle. You're being asked to avoid the area. Also, still a crash on Hilliard Rome Road, South Peter Road. That's causing delays. And on the north outer belt, westbound at Sawmill Road, that accident is clearing, but traffic is still slow. Down on the farm, it's dinner bell time. Try Bob Evans dinner bell plates. Eight great plates under eight bucks. Each recipe is made fresh like their hand-breaded fried chicken at Bob Evans. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.